0: Log Talk Radio. It's time to
1: strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. Find the strength
0: to see this through
1: We are the
2: ones who will never be broken Hello folks, I think no you want to get up <laughs> There we go Thank you folks for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk Part of the growing conservative conversation And part of the Patriot Journalist Network And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. We are waiting for the founder and former Barge Logic panelist, James Neighbors, to call in. I think he's trying to call me while I am on the show, which unfortunately I would not be able to do with him. Um, So maybe I'll send a Facebook uh, post. Looks like he tried to call my uh, personal phone. Uh, so let's see if we can, uh, get in the call, uh, the, the show number, uh, which I gave him, perhaps he just, uh, dialed the wrong one, but, uh, we shall see. Uh, but as I said, we will have the, uh, founder of the overpasses for America. And I believe, uh, we see him there. Just push the one on the number dial to, uh, get in. And we have Kelly on the line. Kelly, we'll get you one first, uh. After our guest uh, But let's go ahead and get our guest on And welcome back uh, To Bard's Logic Political Talk James Neighbors Thank you very much for coming to the show How are you tonight? I'm
3: glad to, glad to be here and doing fine Robert, how are you doing?
2: Good, good uh, Very glad to, to have you back on the show Folks, uh so want to listen back to the podcast uh, James spent a lot of uh, time with us As one of our panels here on the show uh, but uh, you got other focusing uh, to go on, and that is with the overpasses for America. Uh, so I uh, see that it's, it's expanded uh, since. Uh, well, I don't want to say left the show, but basically <laughs> that's what it is. But it's expanded, which is really good to see. Uh, so you know, it's, it's been a while since you've been on. So uh, tell you, tell us uh, just in general uh, what you've been up to.
3: Well, um, uh, you know, we we've, we've just been trying to keep the focus going. You know, it was really it was difficult after the November 2014 elections when we all kind of came to the cumulative realization that we'd been betrayed by the Senate and there you know there just there was no chance of them ever removing Obama from office. And so, you know, we we kind of um it took us a little while to kind of refocus ourselves and 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 kind of find our mission again. Uh, you know, because we had been so just focused on that singular goal, and you know, it's a tough thing to to uh, to come to terms with that you know you've been betrayed that that at such a level. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. it happened. It happened to all of us, and we could either cry and give up or, or regroup and 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 continue to be relevant. And, and I didn't intend. You know, when when we, when we first started overpasses to begin with, I never intended it to be a one-trick pony or a one-bullet Barney. You know, it was um, it was something that was intended to exist and endure. I mean, really, I'd like to see it exist long after I leave this world. I mean, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but that would be nice. You know, and, and because it was, you know, it's it's just a way for people to be able to speak out. And when well, we did find our focus again, and, and of course, once the primaries began. Uh, you know, it it became a little bit easier because you know our, our clear enemy is Hillary Clinton. You know, she's the enemy of this country. Hillary is, and and beginning to be able to get people focused on that wasn't that hard. People understand really that she'll be worse than Obama because not only mm-hmm. does she believe in the same policies, but you know she's got a chip on her shoulder. She has something to prove, and that's not going to turn out well for any of us. Um, you know, now of course, we you know we've had to deal with the with the divide between the Cruz and the Trump camps, and that's been oh, yeah. an unfortunate unfortunate amount of drama that I wish hadn't just never arisen. But politics is what politics is, and it's very very rarely ever pretty. And and so you know that's kind of one of those things that i really I guess all of us are having to deal with on some level because I'm sure we've all had friends that were on the on the opposite side of the opinion category aisle, you know, or whatever you want to phrase it. And and yeah, exactly, you know, and and it's uh this is a tough season. Everybody everybody in this country wants to see things get better. And we're so people are just upset and they get upset with each other and they forget that, you know, before Trump and Cruz showed up, we were all friends. <laughs> and we all mm-hmm. agreed on just about everything And, and uh, but, you know, we've refocused everything now We're really, you know, with, with Trump getting, you know, the Virtually, all but officially getting the nomination anyway um, You know, with that t- happening with him getting the number of delegates uh, You know, we begin to focus more and more on on, on Hillary We quite simply, we we must Prevent that woman from getting out, and you know we've we've kicked off a bunch of recruiting uh, to try to grow our ranks even more. Uh, we've actually also had a a really nice partnership recently with uh, the Stand By Me uh, organization. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they. uh
2: since you know, do not.
3: Well, they formed up after after Lavoy Finnegan was assassinated, and they patterned themselves fairly similarly to what we did with overpasses which is really I, I was glad to see because you know the model I set up wasn't something I wanted to be proprietary it's something I wanted to see become infectious and so it's been a, a bit of a oh, I don't know if vindication is the right word but it's the one that comes to mind it's you know it's a, it's a vindication or affirmation that the model that that we came up with you know when overpasses first came into existence actually works it, it's not something that only a specific group of people do, and that was the whole point anyway you know when when we when we when vote press first came into existence, our goal was to change the country. Well, it's nice to see that in one little way anyway, we have, which just proves to everybody that when people decide to do something and they don't back down, you can make changes. You may not notice it right away. Here we are three years later uh June uh well good grief! we're twelve days away from the uh third anniversary of overpasses going into our fourth year I mean that's uh we've beaten the odds as an organization. most grassroots organizations make it eighteen to twenty four months before they shutter their doors and and well i I guess uh well, we beat that hurdle, so that's a good thing. <laughs>
2: Well, definitely, as I said, if you just look on Facebook, uh, you know, we've, you've got uh, 173,774 likes on your page. So definitely a lot of people agreeing uh, with what you're doing.
3: Well, and another thing I think, too, that I do on the page that, you know, some people complain about is I have a very strict no-trolling policy. I don't care who you like. I don't care if you like Trump, Cruz, if you like Hillary, if you like Bernie. Do you want to approach the page and have a civil conversation? Hey, you're more than more than welcome to. I've got several Bernie Sanders fans that come on there, and they just simply make their case, but they're not rude about it, and they don't troll the page. So I let them stay. I disagree with them, but because they're adult and mature and polite, I let them stay. These people that show up, and I don't care if they're Trump fans, Cruz fans, whoever. If they want to come on and be obnoxious and cruel and rude and vile towards others, I ban people. I don't care. I really don't care. I know I ban people that I know. (laughs) But it's because I want that page to be a place where people can collaborate and they can express similar ideas and come up with ways to to help make it happen. You can't do that in a hostile environment.
2: Yeah, certainly, and, and it's and, about, you know, it says Ever Passes well, for America, I would, I would, and that includes, you know, all Americans, really.
3: Well, it does include all Americans, you know, but but the thing, the key is, is if you're not there to discuss in, in, in a civil fashion, if you're just there to be destructive, then you're no use. Uh, to anybody including yourself and and i think that's one of the reasons that the page has grown uh, like it has and why we've continued to get attention i mean we set a record on the page reach uh, last week when we uh we reached 11.2 million people in one week from that page wow and so i know i know we're making a difference i know we're reaching people we're educating people and and it's just it's a it's a i'm just thankful I was called to be a part of this.
2: You know, one of the things uh, you pointed out, it's, you know, I think one of the pin posts uh, about Hillary Clinton. I even I think I've seen a, a couple of polls the other day that uh, like 74 percent of Democrats – uh, say that even if she does get indicted, which you know, of course, now there's whispers again of, uh, of the possibility of her getting indicted. Uh, say that she should run, even if she does keep, continue running, even if she does. And 50% of Americans uh, Americans say that if she gets indicted, uh, that she should be uh, she should still run. Have you seen any anything like any of these polls?
3: I haven't seen any of those polls, but unfortunately, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, but I honestly, I, I don't expect. I don't ex- even if Obama does indict her for something. If he has Loretta Lynch indict Hillary for something, it will be the absolute least that they can charge her with to, to let her skate by on on everything that they can possibly manage. They're not going to do anything to Hillary because if they if they get Hillary on something serious, she'll roll on Obama, and we'll have the entire White House in prison, which would be fine with me. But they have to protect <laughs> Hillary to protect Obama, and and so even if they do indict her, it'll be softball. They're not going to go after her like Trey Gowdy unleashed.
2: Yeah, certainly. Now, do you think there actually will be an indictment?
3: I really have my doubts. I really have my doubts. You know, fortunately, uh, you know when uh, you know when the when the elections are over and presuming trump wins he'll have two and a half years to be able to indict her for something he's already said he will he already said he'll oh, you know he'll investigate everything all over again <coughs> pardon me and he'll have two and a half years to indict her for whatever crimes she's done and, and that's refreshing to hear and well it needs to be done america needs to see justice the americans you know the the average you know the american like my, myself and And you and everybody listening, you know, justice does not just mean the average American. That means when the elite do something wrong, they're punished, too. And I think that if that were to happen, if we were to see some measure of justice be meted out to Hillary Clinton, I honestly believe that would be... A healing thing for the nation, because we would see that justice, at least in some instances, actually exists mm-hmm. in this country because we haven't seen that since, since Obama you know has gone into the white house every it's been everybody but Americans America last is Obama's motto, not America first, America last, and we've had almost a decade of America last, and I just pray that we do not get Hillary in the White House because, well, just take a look at Venezuela. (laughs) Just take a look at Venezuela because that's where she's going to catapult us into it. It it wouldn't surprise me if the woman were to take our teetering economy, collapse it, in in the ensuing chaos where, you know, who knows what's going to happen. If the economy collapses, you could see cities burning down. And in the ensuing chaos she'll sweep in and we're from the government and we're here to help kiss america goodbye
2: you know, we know what uh, Ronald Reagan has said about that now let's say she does get indicted uh but not 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 enough to where she's unable to run do you really think uh do you think it would really hurt her campaign or you think uh her you know that that it will not
3: Oh, I think if they can actually, if I, it, it, it could go either way. If they get her with something really minor, I mean, it would have to be a misdemeanor because if they get her for any felony, she's ineligible. Uh, you know, it so if they numb. were to some, right, right. But if they were to, if they were to get it to something like a misdemeanor and say, Oh, it was just a minor infraction, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's not a felony, which I, um, I would actually think it would invigorate her voter base. Whereas if she were to get a, you know, a more serious indictment, I think it would have a hugely detrimental effect. She's going to have her loyalists that are going to say it's all a lie. She, you know, she was railroaded and Obama's out to get her. It's a vast right wing conspiracy, of course. And, you know, you're going to have those people that say that type of thing, but quite honestly, I I don't think she stands a chance in the general election anyway. I really don't. She is just a negative person. She really is. Even when she's talking positive, she's she's just a negative person. And people are just tired of that. You know, that's I think that's really one of the biggest things, one of the biggest reasons why I think Trump has become such a phenomenon is because he is positive, he's upbeat. He gives, he projects a future that people want to be a part of. And and Hillary does not. She's negative, Nelly, and and you know Debbie Downer. I mean everything. I mean even when she's when she's talking about, I mean just anything. I mean just anything. And and our our nation's in a in a if not a financial depression, we're in a. Um, Morale? Well, we have. There is no national morale right now. America is probably sitting as low as it ever has, as far as how we feel about ourselves, and and that's why I think Trump is going to just steamroll her when it comes in November, barring you know massive voter fraud, of course.
2: Yeah, and also, well, since you brought it up, I just posted something uh, not too long ago on uh, the Barnes Logic page uh, on Facebook. Um and I'm just right now just typing to somebody Because 'cause I'm also, as you know, uh we'll talk about more about this later, is working on a petition to send to Donald Trump and Ben Carson uh for Newt Gingrich to be uh his V P pick. And I'm just uh thanking right now, someone right now for signing up and just ask him to please of course share it. Uh if they have not already. Uh but anyway, but speaking of uh you know, Hillary Clinton uh Losing, you know, and and I think that right now, you know, uh, electoral college wise, what I've come up with, no, you know, it's not. I haven't looked at any polls um, or anything of that nature, but I came up, and people could kind of play with this, and we used this before, and that's www270 win dot com, uh, where you could put your electoral college uh, in there i just talked about, you know, the field of nation, looking at the primaries and things of that nature. And what I came up with was Donald Trump winning uh, at 292 electoral college votes to Hillary Clinton's 246. Uh, And to make a long story short, these are the states uh, that I have Hillary winning. Um, some may disagree But uh, of course that can be part of our discussion uh, But I have her of course Winning Washington, Oregon I do have her winning California uh, Nevada uh, New Mexico, Colorado uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois Michigan uh, Michigan I think still could go uh, Possibly go to Trump We'll see um, Especially with uh, a lot of your uh, you know, Blue collar workers there And I do at this point see Hillary unfortunately Taking New York I do think uh, Hillary uh, or, or Trump could possibly take New York And of course you know all the northeast uh, Coast states you know given over To um, to Hillary but I do uh, At least with my prediction as it is now I do say that Trump uh, Will win Ohio Florida And Pennsylvania uh, And so and then of course The rest of the states I didn't mention uh, but those are the states uh, as things stand now that I think uh, will end up being. A, and I'll, you know, I put it posted on my page, and so I'll come back to this in November and kind of see how things develop. Um, but there are there any are there any particular states that uh, you think that uh, he'll surprise us
0: with?
3: Honestly, I I think he'll take New York. One, he's he's a native. He he wasn't just a, just a senator there. He's a New York native. He's he's the boy from Queens that made it big. That means a yeah. lot when it comes to people. I mean, that's why that's you know that's why uh, you know people back their their candidates to the hilt. You know, I mean, that's their guy from there. I mean, even Mondale carried his home state. That was the only one. But but even he, as bad as he was, carried his home state and and i i really i think uh i think i think the east coast i really think that um the heavy union states because he's talking about you know bringing jobs back to the united states with a much more solid plan that i i think unions agree with despite whatever whatever leanings they've had in the past i really see the union states voting heavily for trump because everything he's talking about doing will make life much better for them by bringing jobs back. They'll have more people paying union dues and, and, you know, factories will be opening up. So they'll be able to, to get new fact new union reps in these brand new factories or these old factories that are, that have been refurbished and reopened. Uh, I would think uh, that's, that's the feeling I've gotten uh, at least from people you know, who come to the overpasses page, you say they're union and they just love the heck out of Trump because he's saying, he's, he's saying the magic words for them as far as mm-hmm. them making more money and everything. So, so, you know, the California, uh, yeah, I'd probably have to say the West coast, uh, you know, would, would probably lean pretty heavily towards Hillary and in Hawaii as well. I think Alaska. Oh, yeah,
2: I got her taking Hawaii. Alaska. I've got, yeah. uh, for Trump.
3: Yeah, and and uh but I think Trump will take the you know the heartland. Hillary's definitely not going to win in Texas or Oklahoma. I could promise <laughs> yeah. you that. Yeah, you know, there there's no way. And um yeah, I mean really I think I think Trump will take pretty much all of the heartland. Maybe maybe not Nebraska. They've they've kind of had a liberal lean for a, for a little while, but uh but yeah, you know, I think the East Coast. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say because I think Trump. Uh, there's a lot of people up there that that own businesses that are suffering, or or or. And there's a big union presence up there too. I really, I think we may see a, a, a landslide of record proportions because. You know, combined with the with the Democratic voter base turnout in com- these primaries compared to the last primaries, we're talking a 20% decrease across the board for Democrats getting out and voting, period. And if they're not energized about Hillary, and I, I don't think really a whole lot of people, even in the Democratic side, really are just woo-hoo, rah-rah, get them, Hillary. They're like, ah. Yeah, she's running. I'll vote for her. You know, I I think, you know, I think they, I think most of them would prefer a better candidate to be honest, but uh,
2: Well, look at Bernie Sanders how well, how well he's doing. I mean, if anyone would have thought that Bernie Sanders would have gotten as far as he did, and I think that's more a line where people are just tired of politicians. And I think it says a lot about Hillary too, but I mean, he, I don't know if he'll take California, but he very well I mean people are talking about the possibility of him taking California.
3: If he takes California and the polls are close, but if he takes California by some chance, I'll tell you what, there's you know, there may not be a brokered convention in the GOP convention. There may be, but maybe there won't be. We'll see. Um But Bernie Sanders, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, he's got a solid argument, you know. <laughs> I mean He really does. He really does. He's got a solid argument as to why he ought to be the nominee. I believe he actually has won more states, hasn't he?
2: Mm, I think that might be the case. To be honest, I haven't been following the the Democrat uh, side as much. Uh, I've been focusing a lot more, of course. Go ahead.
4: Well, I mean, he went on
3: this, what was it, eight state win streak there and wasn't doing badly. The difference is is she's got the money to pay off the super delegates, and he doesn't and it it happened before the elections uh it, you know bernie great good show, maybe somehow you'll be able to finagle something at the convention, but I just really honestly don't see it happening. If Bernie Sanders were the democratic nominee i would it going to be a forty nine state Landslide and Vermont will be the holdout for Sanders.
2: Yeah, well, I tell you what. Uh, here, here's what I think is I think I think Hillary is going to pull it out. I do think she's going to be the nominee, and I think she's going to pick him as his running mate. I don't think she has a choice um, to, to get those voters. Now, you know, I know there was a time where I was saying eh, I think uh, Trump would be uh, smart to pick. You uh, uh, know, not smart, but that the. Uh, GOP would make Trump pick Cruz because of uh you know the way things were going in the election but i, I disagree now, just for the very fact that I, I was shocked when cruz- uh dropped out were you I mean the timing of it I thought he'd at least take it to california, but i mean he he dropped out quick <laughs> i mean I was, when he you know when he lost Indiana, i mean, he was he 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 was done he he stopped
3: well, I think it was. I mean, it, it had been a slow decline. He had really, you know, he had done pretty poorly in quite a few states. I mean, even Kasich beat him in a few. And, I mean, come on. When when John Kasich, and I'm not trying to be mean or, or make any Cruz fans upset, I'm really not, but let's just be frank. When John Kasich wins, on, wins more than his home state, and he uh, – and he beats your guy, that's not a good sign. I mean, I'm trying to be mean. I'm really not. But it says a lot for the viability of a candidate in a general election. And, well, I I really wasn't surprised. I was honestly surprised Cruz stayed in as long as he did.
2: Well, because he thought that they were going to come together for a broker convention. That's what he was was hoping for.
3: Well, I think that string of losses he had, um, it just kind of set the table straight to where – I mean, there was just math. There was no mathematical chance. There's no mathematical mm-hmm. chance when you know when when you simply cannot get them, and your prospects in the last right. few states have not been so great. I mean, you could keep running and keep spending money, and 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 whatever, and, and that's your yeah. You know, I think you knew the way, way the wind
2: was blowing. I was but still I, surprised after all the talk, you know.
3: Well, I still think. And I think this may have been the thinking behind it. And and I'll I'll probably be wrong on this. But I I hold out hope for it just because I think it would be a big way to heal things. But I think with the timing of of him dropping out and the distance of time between it was between then and the convention, it'll give people time to calm the heck down. I agree. Mm -hmm. Reopen that door for a Trump-Cruise ticket. And really, Cruz fans need to consider this. And I, I kind of have to get, I get a smile in my, I in, 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 just get get this warm feeling all over when I think about this. Cruz being the vice president to Trump is not a bad thing. And this is why. Because the vice president generally has a lot of time on their hands because they don't really do much officially so for eight years you would have Cruz with too much time on his hands going who am I going to go drive up the wall to get something done right for this country and fix this constitutional issue over here Cruz having a free hand to take care of that type of stuff for eight solid years While while Trump gets the economy cranking again and 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 putting Americans back to work by deporting the illegal aliens faster than you could ever imagine. Um, in eight years, the vice president, the incumbent, almost always wins. So then Trump would Trump would go out after eight years, and Cruz would be the man for eight years, and he would have ended up being in D.C. for sixteen years in the White House. Sixteen years. In the White House, reshaping this country, moving it away from leftism, telling you, I don't know why Cruz fans don't love the idea. To me, it sounds like a perfect fit. I mean, you get to have Cruz in the White House for 16 years instead of just eight.
2: Well, you know, you, you know I'm a fan, and we've got the petition out there. Uh, you know, we're getting send the Trump Carson for New Gingrich uh, to be the VP pick. And a lot of people, you know, were, they didn't say exactly what you did, and they weren't talking about uh, Cruz. I mean, I don't have, I hear hardly anyone at this point uh, talking about Cruz being his VP. Um, I don't even know if he's on the short list. But, you know, I mean, I, and I understand a lot of your reasonings and agree with some of them. I, I still, you know, at this point, you know, would like to see, uh, you know, and work towards uh, oh. Duke ingrich Because it, it – oh. go ahead. Oh,
3: absolutely, Robert, because the the Trump cruise is never going to happen. There's too much bad blood in there. I think that may have been with the thinking, but I I just don't think it's going to happen now. I really don't. It's kind of a shame. Newt Gingrich, however, I have to say, having remembered him as Speaker of the House and watching the Liberal Democrats just heads explode in washington dc every time he did anything it was just it was it was incredible i mean and to, and to think of him as vice president driving them insane all over again only this time you know he he knows even more uh it would be something fantastic to see i mean it, those of us th- those that are listening that aren't old enough to remember newt gingrich as speaker of the House is it was quite on a political end of things, quite entertaining And he was very, very qualified The contract for America was fantastic I wish they could have followed through with everything on it But times changed and people, you know The 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 direction of the Congress changed And, I, you know, that's always going to happen But I'm telling you, Newt Gingrich would be powerful Powerful as a vice president and it would get a lot of things done very quickly.
2: No, I agree. Uh, And that's when, you know, with his experience and then, and people, you know, as I was saying, people are like, Oh, well, you know, Newt Gingrich is too old. Uh, Think about the last two, uh, the last two uh, vice presidents that we've had Uh, Joe Biden and Dick Cheney. Okay. Think about those. And did they run, did they run for president? Well, exactly. I mean, that might be that might be the you know the bellwether oh, of what you know what future it's going to be. You pick a, a VP that you know compliments you in some way, uh, and then you have. Um, I think Biden was picked just to you know they're like, oh my God, we can't have Biden be president, <laughs> so we need a you know we can't we, we you know we can't uh, impeach Obama because we impeach Obama, we're going to be stuck with Biden. They so probably picked Biden I, I... for that.
3: I think that there's more to that than what we may ever know, but I agree with you. <laughs> uh, what a state of affairs we're in in this nation, huh, Robert. I mean, look at us. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, I'm,
2: even in the just past four years.
3: It, it's, and in a, and it's another just group – yeah. Okay. I going to say it's just incredible I mean we are in a we really are in this country right now in a constant state of turmoil in some way or another and it'll be nice for this country to get a direction again and I just I we've veered far enough left we got to go we got to make sure we keep Hillary out of that White House whoever the vice president ends up being or uh, honestly we have just we have got to keep that that woman will be the undoing of America.
2: Oh, that would be awful. uh, Since we're at the bottom of the hour, real quickly at the bottom of the hour, and speaking of uh, other groups, uh, let's go ahead and hear from the Patriot Journalist Network, and then we're going to get Kelly in, and we'll be bringing it back uh, for our discussion with the founder of Overpasses for America, James Neighbors.
1: You're not just listening to a show, you're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to
3: your hustle.
2: And definitely check out the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And so let's go ahead and uh, bring in Kelly. Kelly, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
4: Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Sheriff Mack, who one of the big uh, states, France versus U.S came to my county here, I introduced them and gave them a ride to the airport. That was that was quite the amazing thing. It's like, uh, anyway, I, I can go into that later, but I did want to, I, I realized something this weekend, and and I want to ask um, our guest, and hello, Mr. Neighbors, again.
3: Hello, um, long time no see.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, when I'm, um, well, I'll just, I'll just ask it raw. When you're on a bridge or when you're doing your thing, are you seeing people just signing up and helping and glad to see you're there? And Are you seeing people get more active uh, from your uh, example?
3: Well, as far as uh, our protests go, you know, actually it is kind of funny, we, you know, it, that you bring that up because I've gotten a lot of reports here lately uh, it, it, that, people stopping and thanking us and a you know for the for a while uh we weren't exactly the most popular folks out there but uh but here lately it seems like as as springtime kicks in uh people seem to be much more appreciative of us being out there and we have had quite a few people uh you know come up and ask how they can help you know and join up with us and um but you know, it's really it's it's been a it's been a different thing this time out because people are a lot more appreciative of what we're doing. I guess it didn't hurt that we had people burning down cities as a and blocking entire <laughs> freeways to make what we do seem very pleasant in comparison. So I'd like to thank Black Lives Matter.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I wanna thank part,
4: to make people appreciate us more. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I want to I thank Yal Gore for inventing the Internet because all sorts of etern, alternative media is waking people up in large record numbers. That's, a,
3: that's <laughs> a fact. It's the first thing. It's the only thing he got right, and he didn't even do it.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but I the reason why I say that is, or ask that question, and and I'm hoping that you'll see a lot more people joining uh your cause is what well, I've been an activist for over 20 years. What I see is when somebody takes the lead, when somebody takes the lead and gets people together, bam, and they follow. Um not that I want a following per se, but um it, the people people just need a leader. They just I mean look at Christ, he had what 5,000 people following him everywhere. They were disgusted with the Um, powers that be or the hypocritical Pharisees of the day I mean when you get a leader you get lots of people coming out they feel and think the same way they don't know what to do they're discouraged and they're inspired and I think with Trump if he gets in okay, we're going to see a whole bunch of record numbers of people coming out of the woodwork because one of the first factors is fear that'll be done because people are afraid To get active Because they're afraid They're going to get on some list And they're paranoid And at three in the morning They're going to be Hauled out of their bed Who knows where (laughs) they're going to go You know That kind of stuff It's not an invalid fear (laughs) No it's not I mean I've had people just uh, Yell at me Over Putting them at risk For what they thought I mean it was so remotely risky It was ridiculous But they were just paranoid And so You know When Trump comes in You know The spying hopefully will be done The uh uh patriots the, this as Thomas Paine wrote the summer summer sunshine patriot is going to finally come out <laughs> because the winter soldier at Valley Ford uh paved the way for him with blood in the snow by the way, and so that's what's really um encouraging about trump so i I would suggest uh be ready for large record numbers and keep the movement going. Uh, Mr. Neighbors. I mean, please keep going. I it's it's men like you and others in, in this great country that's keeping the flame of liberty lit and girl gonna we just here comes the fuel. That's that's just my prediction. What what's your thoughts on that?
3: Well that would be an awesome thing to see. Uh you know I know we have had uh some of our groups just all of a sudden just started getting swarms of people uh, joining, and of course you can bet your bottom dollar that some of them are going to be paid hillabobe Hilla trolls, um, due to the fact that PAC put out what uh, it was at least a million dollars just to hire trolls, and and so yeah, if you've noticed an uptick in those, there's a reason why. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, yeah, paid trolls. Um, yeah. But but you know, I, I appreciate everything you said. I really do. I, I don't even know how to react when people compliment me like that. And I would well, thank you. And I just I'm glad to see that other groups have taken what we're doing. And I, honestly, it, it would be kind of cool if it just became. That's just what people did because it works, and we can all speak out. And if it just became like an American standard. That'd be awesome, because you know whether I ever got fame for it, I don't really care. I honestly couldn't care less. I really don't like. Honestly, I don't like all these people knowing all about me. I'm a really, I'm a very private person. But uh, you know, but whatever. You have to, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do. And everybody knows all my business now, and I guess that's just that's the way it goes. And, and I'm fine with that because I'm a, I live a pretty boring life. <laughs>
0: wow, well, but
3: but but you know it's it's people getting will, being willing to speak up, you know, and, it, and it's just you take a simple sign along with you, you know, honk for America, and you put that next to a flag you've got stuck up on that overpass, and people, you just make people's day when you do it, and you may not even realize it, but that guy <laughs> that, that's honking at you. You just made their day, and there's a lot to be said for making people feel better just by being there for them, and that's what we do, and that's what it does, and I think that's, I, well, I think that's why it stopped amnesty in 2014, because suddenly people had hope. They had some hope that, you know, there was, you know, they, they agree with those protesters. They're not crazy people up there. I agree with what they said, because... Well, when you're talking about stuff that's common sense, a lot of people are gonna agree with you and and it's just been an awesome experience and i i really i just hope that it just continues to expand and other other organizations uh take up the model that that we that we that we pioneered and 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 run with it run with it run with it make this nation free and informed
4: well yeah what's what's another encouraging factor is you know. Being an activist for so long And I learned more than I ever wanted um, I, I, When when you feel isolated When you feel you're fighting alone It's easy to give up It's so hard to continue on But when all of a sudden You're connecting with people And what I've seen since my awakening Since 97 I'm just seeing people are waking up And they're getting together And they don't feel so isolated once you have a group of people together, you have enormous strength and power and the numbers keep adding. It's it's breaking that isolation, even if it's just, you know, I I think if I saw an overpass, I'd be like, woohoo. I I feel the same way. Does somebody else out there, does somebody else care? And the answer is yes. So I think maybe you've had more of influence than you know. Well, I I hope so.
3: You know, I'd like to think that, that, you know, I'd like to think that what I did helped save the country, you know, because that's the whole point of it. And, you know, people have got to come together. And, you know, that's the beauty. That's, you know, the best thing. And I've said this, I've said this, you know, several times to, to my friends, is if nothing else ever came out of Overpass for America, then all the friendships that were made because of it, and every bit of effort we put into it would have been well worth it because the organization has brought people together that would have otherwise never met and, and created friendships that, that, that are going to last a lifetime and memories that are going to last a lifetime. And you can't put a price tag on that. And that's something that, uh, you know, something that, well, I guess I didn't really predict when I started it, but I'm certainly happy it was, it's been a side effect.
4: Wow. Well, when you're fighting in a common cause like this Particularly for liberty The camaraderie and deep principles you make Are just, it's amazing
3: Well, it really is Because the the first thing you You know, if you're looking for somebody That you can count on Is, you know, you've got to believe In at least certain Core principles And the Patriot You know, the Patriot group Generally Believes in you know a pretty solid set of core principles, and and typically uh, some you know some biblical uh, beliefs or religious beliefs you a know, Christian beliefs in there as well. Typically, definitely not required, but but that's the typical person. And you know when you bring people together that share so much, not just not just politically, but personally and and spiritually. You know, you have the opportunity to create a bond with somebody and create a friend for life. And I believe it was Aristotle, it could have been Socrates, that said, if by the end of your life you can count all of your true friends on one hand, then you have had a good life. And if you really get to thinking about it, with all the people that you've known and have come and gone throughout your whole life, if you've got a handful that you can call anytime, and it'll be just like it was yesterday, and you know you can, you'll be there for each other. Well, you've had a good life because it's hard to find people that you, you know, that you that you are just that close with. And but it's a good thing, and, and a lot of people have become friends like that through overpasses, and I, I'm I'm so thankful for that. Every time every time I think about it, it makes me smile. <laughs> oh,
4: that's cool.
2: So and we also have. Them, uh, oh, go ahead, Kelly. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, we got Susan on line. We'll get we're getting, we'll get Susan in. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, California. I'll talk about that later. It might go Trump. I'm out in California. Might go Trump. We'll see. Can be close. I think
3: it's got a good possibility. I got a, it's got a good possibility. Speaking of California, we need to get that uh, that group uh, rolling along pretty good. Port Michelle's working her hiney off. We need to. Since you're out there, you need to set yourself up a rally of some sort and take us some pictures.
0: <laughs>
3: huh. Matter of fact, uh, Flag Day is coming up and since we're all since we're all we, we've got a moment uh flag day is of course June 14th we're we're asking everybody who can possibly get out on a Tuesday to get out on a Tuesday with as many flags as you can muster on an overpass don't have to say anything political nothing like that just go USA you know we love america and you know just just everybody you know that's got a flag tell them to come out there and you know, wave it around or or fasten it to the overpass so it'll it'll wave in the breeze and and just have a good time. Uh, it, it's early June, so it shouldn't be too hot, but it is Flag Day. Now, if you can't do it on a, on the week, do it the weekend before, which uh, would be do, 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 what the thirteenth, the twelfth or the eleventh, which would be Saturday and Sunday, uh, the eleventh and twelfth. <coughs> just get your uh, you know, get your flag and go to, go to an overpass. You know, show your appreciation for what this flag means. And and uh, if you can get some friends to go with you, go do it. Take some pictures and uh, find overpasses for America on uh, Facebook. And if you post them or send them in a message to the page, and I'll make sure they get put up.
4: Oh, well, cool! My mother's birthday is on Flag Day, and she says all of America puts out a flag for me.
3: There you go. Well, we're going to have a whole bunch of people putting out a flag for her. <laughs> so, but no, that's, uh, you know, and that's the good thing about that is it's a non-political event. I mean, I guess it is political if you were from England or from, from Russia and you saw a bunch of people out with flags, it would be political then. But, you know, it's just to show that you still love this country you still respect the flag and what it stands for, and you honor that. And, you know, that's infectious. It's infectious. If, if people see you doing it and you're proud enough to get out there and wave that flag, it's going to kindle something inside, maybe just a little bit. But, but people can't ever forget seeing that person that loves this country so much they were willing to get out in front of God and everybody with their flag, and be there with it, and be proud of it. It, it. You change people when you do that. It's a, you know, you can't take away, you can't, you can't unsee what you've seen. And, you know, what a better way? Well, what a better way to get everybody in the right mood for Independence Day on the Fourth of July? You know, get that American spirit stirring up. Before any of that, you know, before the before our, our Independence Day celebration, and uh, you know, it, it's, it have it be like a warm up. You know, have a cookout after your after your time out on the overpass uh, with the with your flags on Flag Day or that weekend. You know, have a warm up for the fort. and you know, get your friends and have a good time. Make it a family event. It's, I'm telling you, we the people can change this this country even if just a few stand up and be the example there you go
2: And it does, uh, let's go ahead and we get about 10 minutes to the hour uh, for those listening either live or those listening to the podcast here. Uh, there's uh, different ways that you can share out tonight's show, which we'd really appreciate because that's how uh, we here at the grassroots work. Uh, is you can go to either Block Talk Radio and you can see that little follow button where you can follow the show, uh, where you will get email notifications of our prior shows and upcoming shows as well. You can also go to the Website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, there on the home page, you can tweet out the link of the show. Uh, you even have a little room there to put in uh, your own thoughts. Uh, of course, you have that uh, space limit, uh, but you'll still be able to do that. And also, uh, through emails, you can go to the contact page and scroll down uh, and have the description of the show uh, that you can uh, copy and paste to an email and send out to the folks on the email list. So that's just a couple of ways uh, you can do that. You can also visit us uh, on Facebook, where you can get uh, the link just by pushing the little Facebook button there on the website, as well as check out our Bloomberg TV, the Bards Logic newsroom, where you'll get some articles there. We've got some articles about uh, our fan, Hillary. We've got some background noise going on. So I, it might be typing. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so uh, also – There are some articles there. Uh, One of the features articles uh, is about Hillary Clinton. And uh, that article uh, for the Bard's Logic Newsroom, uh, which uh, is our feature, uh, is about Hillary Clinton. Well, it's not popping up. So hopefully there's not uh, some problems here on the website. Oh, no, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it's about lying. It says, lying about Benghazi, sole Hillary accomplishment. And also uh, we've got an article on there uh, titled Hillary Clinton's culture of corruption may doom candidacy. So check out that uh, or those articles and many more that you'll find on the Bards Logic newsroom. And also check out uh, all the different guests we've had on the show our featured guests. Uh, So check out the website and you can also for the Bards Logic newsroom is you can subscribe to it uh, so that when the, uh, it comes out, uh, the newsletter comes out; uh, you'll get a notification for it. So definitely check out the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And so let's go ahead and bring in Susan. Thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm
5: I'm I'm fine. I don't know about this flag thing on the standing on an overpass, but I can tell you I already have done enough stuff to get me in trouble. So. Uh, I had a, on my blog, I have a, a thing that's not just the blog itself, but it's called Purple Dusting. That's what my roommate, Paul, entitled it. And Senator Risch got a dusting from me, let me tell you. He is for the TPP, and I'm against it. And I don't believe the TPP is constitutional in, in any way. this
2: TPP? So,
5: yeah,
2: he is. Who's for the he TPP? I was, I, was, I was reading some articles here. Uh, not articles. I was reading some posts on Facebook that I'm having a conversation with. Uh, as you know, I multitask, and I'm having a conversation uh, on Facebook with someone. Now, who did you search for TPP?
5: Oh, Senator Rich. So I called him, oh, okay. and I said, are you crazy for supporting such evil? I called the Senator Schatz and Sherrod and thanked him for being against it. And I told Rich that I had thanked him. And they're Democrats. I don't agree with Sherrod on a lot of things, but you know what? If you support the TPP, you are in trouble with me. If you are against it, I will thank you. And so I said, that's Mr. Rish. I expect you to stand against this. And as for your free trade belief, I don't care if you order something from another country. That is not the sort of trade we speak of. And by the way, since when do you get off supporting this president on anything? And uh, I said, I, I told him I was going to post some stuff on his website about the TPP, which I did. And I said the John Birch Society does not agree with you either. My friend Bo, our brothers Dale and Monty, plus Tom, don't agree with it. You know them. <laughs> Bo said, What? You dropped my name? No, I mean we just stamp. I said, Well, you know. So she said, I'm a spokesman for the Crispin Idaho and the John Birch And I said, hey, I just needed him to know I wasn't the only one in Idaho who was against it. I needed support. So I told him, you come to town hall meeting and I'll get a team and we'll meet you and we're going to educate you. And she was laughing like, oh, my God. I'm no good at thinking on my feet like that. But when I called uh, Sherrod and thanked him, I said, you and the John Birch Society agree on something, haha! Huh? <laughs> I think that the uh, uh, staff member was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so I, I volunteered some names, as I as I said, and uh, they'll just have to wait. <laughs> but so I think I've done my thing. quest. I don't remember if I told you two weeks ago, I did go into the men's restroom and film that by the way, uh, at Target, because I think it is unconstitutional. He's trying to force things in the schools. We had kindergartners and everybody showering and everything. And so I went in there, and when I came out, there was no man in there. I said to the lady, I said, hey, I went in. She goes, you have a right to? I go, okay. And she said, you know they're going to try to pull this in the schools. And I go, so you want your teenage daughter to have a teenage boy whose hormones are racing in with your daughter showering in her well, not really. I said, well, there you go. So I think I've been <laughs> waving a flag, so to speak, of like a red flag with a bull. <laughs> but I, I think I've done that by just making these calls and doing what I did. So that's my little, you know. But uh, but it's it's great if you are able to get on an overpass and do that kind of thing and. Um, you know, on Flag Day, and trouble is, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a bunch of Hispanics who wave their flag on Flag Day.
0: And
5: well, no, there, there,
3: there might be some of them, but fortunately, we seem to outnumber them anyway. So, <laughs>
5: well, that's uh, a good thing because it's eight flag people you, and everybody one else. One thing you could
3: <laughs> do, though. One thing you could do, though, and and I actually agree with you completely on stopping the TPP. Uh, Bring that to an overpass. Make a, make a, a you know, if you're, if you're artistic at all, take a banner and some, and some colored duct tape and make a sign that says stop the TP, or a banner that says stop the TVP. I actually made one once. Uh, it's the tarp got thrashed later on. But nevertheless, I was able to use it at a few of our overpass rallies. So, you know, the, the, the TPP is bad news. And what a lot of people don't know about, and I don't know if the timing was intentional or if it was one of those bizarre coincidences that seem to plague humanity, but uh, prior to the invasion from the Middle East
0: of Europe,
3: prior to the invasion, um there were riots and massive protests going on in the, in the streets of, Euro, of, of, well, every European country over another treaty called the TPIP, and it's essentially the oh, yeah. exact same thing. And then they have an additional one called the TAA, which covers Africa, and what would end up happening is there would be a UN-regulated global trade, five treaties that are all interlinked, or four, the TPP... NAFTA,
0: CAFTA?
3: Right, you're, exactly, yeah. TPP, NAFTA, TPIP, and the TAA, and all global commerce will then be regulated by the United Nations.
5: Yeah, like the... Yes.
3: <laughs> and so, that's what they're trying to do to us, and uh... You know, I, my gosh, you know, just like, uh, you know, Trump says he's going to, the TPP is dead if he becomes president. It's like, oh, thank God, because that will destroy this country. America will cease to exist. Open borders will exist everywhere.
5: I, I agree. It's a bad thing. And when you have Democrats, you know, Bernie Sanders is against it, you know, Sherrod. I mean that's amazing to me. Politics does make strange bedfellows. You know, Bernie Sanders
3: I actually I actually agree with a, a couple of things, maybe even a few of things that he talks about. Uh none of the free stuff in none of that. Right. Um but the uh the banking uh reform that he's wanting to do and mm-hmm. he wants to audit the Fed and uh, yep. You know, you, you can't go wrong with either of those, and and then the fact that you know like he opposes the TPP. Well, you know, uh, at least in some weird way, he's looking out for the USA. But I still wouldn't want him as president. But at least he's just not Hillary.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. my God.
5: I mean, actually, I mean, my God. Ready. Very conservative Congress with a lot of Rand Paul type people, you could probably have him as president and survive. But you'd oh, have you wouldn't get to anything sure. done. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be all right. Exactly. They'd, they'd go with him. They'd go with him on the things if they agree with him on. The rest of it, they'd be like, eh, uh-uh, no. <laughs> So, well, I mean, you would and, be amazed how many people that are conservative got fooled by this TPP. I'm stunned. I'm really stunned. Oh, but.
3: well, it's because of the propaganda that was put out about it. And, I mean, the fact that Obama loved the heck out of it was the first thing that told me that it was bad. I mean, that's all I really needed to know. But then I went and, and made certain of it. And, yeah, it's all pretty well horrible, you know, uh you, you, you'll never know where any product is made again, ever. And yeah,
0: food. If, if, if
3: If you were to call a boycott of, say, a certain brand because they did, you know, whatever, maybe they had a poison on them and it killed some people. So you call for a boycott, right? That company can sue you as an individual for damages.
5: Boycott. It, really
3: so it, oh. it 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 it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And and well and then there's the unfettered immigration that comes along with it, like unlimited numbers of people can move in. You
0: know? oh, yep.
3: Yeah. And mm. uh I don't know if, if they're trying to like even out the population all over the globe, but I, whatever, do it somewhere else. We've, we're, we're full. We got plenty. More you know? than <laughs> And, and, you know, but we, we've got to, and I think honestly, I think a lot of this, this social stuff that he's, he's doing to us right now. Uh, I do think that, uh, a lot of it is a distraction method because, you know, they're doing things behind our back and trying to pass laws and things like that. Just for example, one of the things the House passed while we were all transfixed with transgender bathrooms, and I mean, i got to admit, that it, it creeps me out and it's wrong and it shouldn't happen, And but while the world or the nation was transfixed with this issue... Paul Ryan allowed a vote, which passed the House, banning uh, Confederate flags to be put on graves in in, uh, federal cemeteries. So, even though it may have been a Confederate soldier that was buried there, you're no longer allowed to put the flag of the nation that he fought for uh, on that grave in a federal grave. You know, it hasn't been signed into law. Uh, it hasn't hit the Senate yet. I'm not sure when it's in for a vote for that. But you can certainly guarantee that Obama's going to sign that into law.
5: What really and, hurts me is we're still talking about the Redskins and their name. I'm just like, most 9 out of 10 Indians don't care. Why are we making this an issue, for pity's sake?
0: <laughs> right. Now, people are,
3: honestly, you know, I'm... I think that a lot of it is is the nation's morale, the level of morale and how low it is. Everybody, even liberals, are feeling miserable because let's face it, things are more expensive and you just can't get as much money as you used to be able to get when the economy was ticking. You know, it's yep. just harder to get a hold of money and when you do, it doesn't go as far. So everybody is suffering. And so now we're starting to pick on each other and peck on each other and 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 and, mm-hmm. and and we're you know, we're becoming more and more hostile toward fellow Americans probably than we ever have been that at least in my lifetime. And um and it's not it's not just, you know, black on white or or, or anything like that. It's across the board. People are on edge because well, we're suffering as a nation. We're doing worse now than when than has happened in a generation at least. Or more than a generation, you know, and, and you know, all this nonsense coming out of the White House certainly is not exactly boosting the morale of the nation. You know, all right, great that ninety nine point nine nine you know percent just got walked on again. Thanks a lot. You know? And and well, it just it doesn't help. It's just it, it, and it's unintended to help. I'll never think that anything Obama has done was for the betterment of America because none of it has been. None of it has been. Nope. And and he he has done what he's set to do. We're Americans are angry, we're miserable across the board, Democrat, Republican like so the reason Bernie Sanders is, is able to uh, draw a breath in this campaign is because Democrats are just as ticked off as Republicans are,
0: and they are. It's,
3: and and because we're we're not being represented in our government represented at all. Our government's up there to get fat and rich, and everybody knows it, Democrats and Republicans alike. And I just hope we get a you know I hope we get a president that'll be a uniter. And the only one I see being that is Trump. Hillary won't be. She'll be, she'll be worse than Obama as far as divisiveness goes, you know? And, and it, it sickens me to think how black voters like her when she's so obviously pandering to them in in a, it almost slapstick sort of way. And they're just, you know, the the voter base anyway is it, just eating it up. And I'm like, are you people in, I mean,
0: it, 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 it has
3: insanity taken over this country to where you can have this old white lady that's rich as hell, who has been friends with a guy, was friends with a guy up until he died that was a grand dragon in the Ku Klux Klan and she talks to you about her hot sauce, and it's obvious that she's full of nonsense, and she's lying to you, and you take this and you run with it like it's gospel and you're going to vote for her. What could possibly draw people to vote for Hillary Clinton? I, for the life of me. I mean, she, she obviously panders to people and lies, just to tell them what they want to hear, and she still doesn't do it in a positive tone. That woman, I don't think she's got an ounce of joy left in her at all, except for the fun camps she wants to put some Americans in. You know that that will be Hillary's fun watching closed caption or you know video or closed circuit video of, of, of the fun camps she's going to put people like me and you in, and you know it, I. We just can't have that woman in the White House. I guess if you want to see what true evil is like from 1600 Pennsylvania, then let's let her get in the White House. But some of the, I think anybody that is on that SPLC list of of potential whatever's, you know, the people they don't like, that anybody that's on that list really needs to take these elections. As if they're a matter of life and death because I really honestly believe that they very well could be people such as myself that have openly stood against Obama and organized other people to do so uh, I get the feeling we're on a short list and. You like him or not? Whether you think you know, I think Donald Trump honestly is the last hope this nation has. If we let Hillary get in, it's game over. You can kiss the Constitution goodbye. You can kiss the United States goodbye, um, because it's it's the fundamental transformation will complete. Hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: that's, that's why, I mean, people might think it's crazy, but that's why, you know, I'm more concerned about Hillary Clinton than I ever was with Barack Obama, really.
3: Well, absolutely. She's got a chip on her shoulder. First off, she lost to Obama, so now she has to outdo him. Well, look how bad he's been. She says she wants to continue his policies, which, you know, if that's the case, it means she wants to intensify them. And the man is a communist, so what that tells me is she's going to attempt to convert this nation to full soviet style you know socialism slash communism and I, for one um well, I won't take that sitting down. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
0: But, Robert, that, I'd like uh, think
3: that think uh, that your prediction will be – I'd like to think your prediction will be wrong in just that the spread will be much wider. I really hope so. I'd like to see a resounding <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would like to see that too. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in the pop one, no.
2: in this thing – well, that's what I said, you know, earlier, as is. That's what I said. I mean, as things stand now, that's that's how I see them. Uh, you know, yeah, 'cause I mean, then we give them uh, – you know uh, what? A 22 uh, electoral college. Uh, you know over you know over what you what is needed to win. Uh, you know as, as things uh, transpire. I mean, I could change that's the fun thing about the uh, you know the 270 to win dot com. You can kind of uh, go with that. You know, and if I went by the polls, you know we you know well what I did last year and I'll probably do this year is you know when we when we put the numbers, you know, I'll look at. Real clear politics polls that generally go to, uh, and then go from there. Um, But right now, I mean, and this is what I mean, as I said, I made this prediction of sorts, not quite a prediction, but a prediction of sorts without even looking at any polls. This is just by, you know, what happened during the primaries. Um, You know, now we may unfortunately see maybe uh, Idaho possibly, you know, there are some states that could still go Hillary. Uh, But, you know, that would have to be, let's say, Idaho. Let's say if Idaho went to Hillary, Uh, you know, he would still win. Uh, And let's say, um, oh, let's see. Well, just for the
3: record, I'd have to say say Idaho and Utah will go Trump just because they're mostly Mormon. And it's kind of a, uh, you know, they're a little more. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, I just think they they're, they tend to lean a little more conservative than what I think Hillary would. So just for the demographic you think, note, there. <laughs>
2: do you, Do you think they'll take Ar? Do you think she'd take Arkansas?
3: Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't think she would. She wasn't. They weren't particularly popular there. I lived there. I right mean, right I've, I've got i
2: got I got Trump taking Arkansas right now, but I I. Oh wait a, a minute! I don't know why I did this. I've, I've, you know, right now I've got Louisiana's red. I'm going to change Louisiana blue. Uh, but even if with even Louisiana being blue, um, then she still wouldn't win. But, you know, I'm, I don't know. My gut's still saying Louisiana will go red. Uh, but, I mean, that's what I predict. That's kind of what my gut my gut is now. I'd be really like to see him take uh, Michigan and New York. I think that'd be phenomenal uh, at this point. Uh, I don't know. I think it's possible. I mean, especially the what you, you stated earlier. I think it's possible, but I don't know about the the probability of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely think it's possible.
5: Yeah, you know how many idiots we have out there, though, that I wish weren't voting. I mean, did you hear about the ecosexual college students that married the ocean? Santa Monica College. Seriously, Oh my
0: God. Yeah
5: consummated the marriage. I don't even know how you would do that. I've never heard of sex with an ocean. Uh, Well,
3: (laughs) boy. Yeah.
5: (laughs) They have wedding rings and everything. I'm not joking you. And then there was the gal that got pregnant by a 13 or 14-year-old. She aborted the child, finally, but yeah, she got pregnant by this kid And she's in love with him And I'm just like, oh you know, It's
3: kind of a cry and shame that a child had to die Because they were stupid
5: that, that is just something that, that yeah
3: This country's got serious problems This country, we've got some serious issues going on in, On the social, so, social end of things uh, where common sense has just disappeared. And I think that's one thing that, uh, you know, a lot of people complain. I, I, I can't believe how people complain about the fact that they think that he communicates to people at a low level. Uh, I think he's clear and concise myself. There's no reason to get overly elaborative uh, about really anything if, you, if you're just talking to people. And... Um, I think we're going to see a return, at least in some measure, a return of common sense along with maybe at least a retreat of political correctness if we can manage to get Trump in the White House. Now, if we were to get Gingrich along there with him, uh, I'm telling you, I smile when I think about those two up there in the White House because – It would wreak havoc on liberal plans, like like.
2: Oh my gosh! (laughs) It'd be great. That's 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 why we could really, you know, that's why we could really uh, use your help to post that uh, petition on all the pages, uh, so we could, you know, our our goal. You know, we're 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 close to two thousand. You know, we'd like to get a heck of a lot more than that, and uh, we really think that, uh, you know, with enough exposure, we could really get it. uh,
6: you know, really toss good me
3: information in, in and toss me the information to get in a PM on Facebook later, Robert, and I'll uh, I'll make a point to start getting that out.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, know, actually, go ahead.
5: Our political leaders swore an oath to the Constitution at the beginning of their tenure, but I bet you within 30 seconds they'd broken it after completing the last second, uh, the sentence. We This has happened because we fell asleep in the back room. In fact, the front room, the ladies' chamber, referring to the bathroom bomb, and everywhere. We have allowed this to happen. That They think they can break anything and everything and not all nothing. It's our fault.
3: Well, it really is. We, we, were asleep. we were asleep at the wheel. We got comfortable. I mean, let's face it. Life in America generally been better than anywhere else in the world. And it's easy to become complacent when life is easy. And 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 we've had generations and generations of where life was really pretty easy for most people in America. And, well, now it's kind of coming back to bite us in the hiney because we weren't uh, you know, we became complacent. And, you know, as it said, the the uh, the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. Which means, you know, you may be able to relax in other areas of your life, but if you want to keep your liberty, you have to keep an eye on what's going on around you. And the thing is, as this goes on, it's not just Washington, D.C. That's like the, the, that's the big public show of corruption that we all see that affects every one of us. But those, those people all come from one place, and that's on the state level, the state level of government. So the the rot is really right in front of us. The infection of corruption that is ruling this nation right now is not just in Washington D.C., but it's coming from our state levels as well. Uh, you know, I've been watching them wrangle over the budget here in Oklahoma, and they don't they talk about making these cuts, but they're 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 minuscule. Cuts and they want to keep All of these programs and everything going And this that and whatnot. Instead of doing the common sense thing And say okay we can't live Within our means so we just have to get Rid of things they start talking about Trying to come up with taxes Oklahoma is supposed to be a conservative State but they were prepared to Raise our state sales tax to the highest In the entire country Because they don't want to Deal with it so the infection goes All the way down to state level, to city level, to county level. The only way it's ever going to get fixed is if people like you and I and everybody listening decides I'm going to run for office. I don't know what office. I'm going to find one where I can make a difference in, in people's lives where, where I live until there's a revolution by the people to to run for office and, and take those positions you don't need. I mean, I wouldn't know what I'm doing, but I would know at least I wouldn't be doing it in a corrupt manner. You know, I mean, I'm sure I could figure out in a fairly short amount of time how to write a law that'll be, that'll be you know or a bill that, that will pass muster. I, it's, it's, it's all just a learning curve thing, but the thing is is we've all got to say, well you know I may not know how to do it, but I'll figure it out, but the first thing I have to do is get there and run for office. That's the only way we're going to save this country, is for those of us who who, who will say, I don't care what they offer me, they're not going to corrupt me. I'm going up there to represent this country and my voters, and that's what I'm going to do. If I do it for one term, then I do it for one term, but I'm going to do it right. And that's what it will take to save this country in the long run, is people going up there not because they want to do it, but because they have to do it.
0: All right.
5: You know, though, it would have to almost be one term or... Well, do you remember our representative, Helen Chenoweth, from Idaho?
3: I do not know. No, I'm in Oklahoma, so I'm not and real familiar
5: with... Really hated, very conservative. And um, she was in there when Clinton was... They were trying to impeach him over all the lies and the nonsense that went wrong. And they... Uh, and I even believed it because... Not like it hasn't happened. I figured it was just a mistake on her part. They said she had an affair with a married man, and she married him later. Well, Bo told me that Senator Russell Pierce's cousin, that they blackmailed her with lies. She didn't have an affair with a married man. They had something real or made up almost everyone, which is why Clinton was not impeached during that time. And Ron Paul was the only one they couldn't touch. They didn't dare. They figured he was just a kook, you know, that most people would think that, so they didn't try. Um, they threatened to kill Senator Steve Sims Idaho, his son. And all of them told this personally. She knew them all. So I will say this that they do try to kill and murder and blackmail people with lies. Truth, anything they can get hold of to get their agenda done. And it's very sad and very sick. Just, well,
3: it, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean Hillary Clinton or the Clintons have so many forty eight, four dozen people who have had some of the most bizarre, untimely end endings that you could ever imagine that were all associated with the Clintons and some of them just, I mean, quite a, quite a number of them just quite simply vanished, never to be seen again. And, hmm. uh, uh, you know, and then Vince Foster, you know, that's the, I'm in, I mean, wow. As far as suicides go, I'm impressed. You know, the guy who shot himself twice in the back of the head, and somehow didn't have gunshot residue on his hands, had walked through a muddy park, and didn't have any mud on his shoes, and there was no gun to be found. I mean, wow. I, I'm amazed. Vince Foster is the suicide king. Because if you could shoot yourself twice in the back of the head, wash your hands, ditch the gun, and go back and sit down on the bench where they find you, then that's something.
5: <laughs> that is you know Hillary, strangely enough, I think that's the only man she really had any feelings for, and if she could do that she had an affair with him for quite a while, and if you can do that to someone you had an affair with and had feelings to, obviously that woman is really dangerous
3: oh, come on they let they let the they let the father of Chelsea go to prison for over a year, Webb Hubble, oh, wow. You know, I mean, oh yeah. Uh, uh, if uh, it, it, I'm serious, you have to put pictures of Chelsea up next to Webb Hubble, and then put Bill Clinton in there and go. I just don't see him. I just don't see any Bill and Chelsea at all. But I sure see that
0: Webb Hubble. That <laughs>
5: well, yeah, Bill is a better father than she ever was a mother. <coughs>
3: Well, I re- really do somebody think had to do something. She's just Hillary. I I don't know. I I just can't imagine what type of people would actually vote for her. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, anybody that voted for Obama twice and then votes for Hillary should have their citizenship revoked and banished to someplace like Easter Island because what there's something fundamentally wrong with people like that i mean i don't know what it is but if you could vote for obama twice and then knowing everything there is to know about hillary still vote for her there is something fundamentally wrong with you as a human being I, 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 and and maybe you'd be better off on your own little island so you can do your own little whatever it is you do because you're not safe to be around other people.
5: Well, that would be Joe Biden. <laughs> he uh, said Christians violate gay rights simply by existing, and I like, excuse me, but you violate humanity by existing yourself.
0: I don't
3: know how the man has not I – mean, how do these the Pelosi's and the Biden's remain in the Catholic Church? How does Harry Reid remain Mormon? You know, they, no. they supposedly have rules you can get kicked out of, and they've all broken them left and right.
5: A and lot of it's... Is... I'm Harry Reid. <laughs> I A Boz both, both LDS. Her her family's very patriotic, conservative, and part of the John Birch site, and she just looks at me and goes, we don't claim that man. <laughs> I said, well, he claims to be part of the I don't care. He's not. <laughs> So, you know, I guess a lot of Mormons don't claim him.
3: Well, that's good to know because he's a piece of work, I'll tell you. Um, he's another one. I, I, I don't know. In, in my wildest dreams, I'd like to see military tribunals for all of Congress and all department heads of every department in the federal government. And
0: yeah. if, they
3: pass the, if they pass the muster, then they can go back to work. What few remain of Congress, because I really think if you were to really put them before a military court and judge them based on their actions while in Congress, I believe at least 75% of Congress would go to federal prison.
5: Oh, I think some of
2: them would. And if anyone's Uh, wondering where I went, I just want to, real quick, folks, um, where I went is uh, I'm on actually the Facebook group right now called the Trump Party. Uh, if anyone here, whether listening live or listening, uh, you know, on the podcast, uh, I want to bring attention to people who I want you to report if you are to the administ- admins, if you're there. Uh, now, there is a uh, a post there about being uh, the um, the VP pick for Trump, but that's not really what I've got. Is they've been getting really nasty uh, with one of the posters there, uh, you know, with the name calling, things of that nature. But the, the thing that, uh, that really takes the cake, and if you are a, a, a member of the Trump party, I want you to uh, report these guys. It may even be the same person. So In their tirade of making fun of people, they've got this kid on there who's in a Superman outfit who obviously – it may even be a man who obviously is a person with Down syndrome. And the post says, I can count to potato. Really? Really? You're going to make fun of somebody by putting a post of someone with Down syndrome in a Superman costume and says, I can count to potato on it? Really? And these two human pieces of debris, human pieces of debris, Okay, you look, you could call anybody any name you want or whatever, fine. You can call them, you know, fat whores like they did, and you can call them tars or whatever, but you do not post, okay? And this is the guy who did that, who uh, – it's Ryan Zimmerman. He just says, hey, Ryan, another person, found your 2015 Halloween picture, and it has that picture I described, Ryan Zimmerman, R-Y-A-N-Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N, if you are listening live now, I suggest going to the Trump Party group on Facebook, if you are a member or not, and to uh, go to the admins and, and report them. The next the, – another person, okay, is uh, – and, and the guy pictures himself with some blonde, okay, and he's got glasses, okay. And then I – then the other person is Dean. And then I can't even pronounce his name. I guess I could if I tried, but he's not worth my time. Uh, but the last name is B-A-A-D-S-G-A-A-R-D. Uh, I think he may have stopped, uh, but this Ryan guy is just, you know, off the, off the wall. Okay. And so, if you're the, you know, if you're there, uh, go there now. If you report them, I'd really appreciate it because the thing that really pisses me off and, yes, I said it, even though it's not Bar's Logic Mr. After Dark, is that that SOB put this guy, obviously, with Down syndrome on there in that, in that costume saying that. That really effing pisses me off. So, uh, please, take some time, take some moments, uh, and and report these guys, especially Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Zimmerman, Z-I-N-M-E-R-M-A-N. His picture is himself with some blonde. And he's uh, got glasses, and he's kind of a stocky fella. And so that's that. Report that guy because that really is is over the top, really. That's over the top. Anyway, uh, let's go just, ahead and and get go ahead.
3: No, I was just gonna say that's as low class as you can get, right there. Um, my gosh. What kind of – what what has to make a person – what goes on in a person's head that would make them think that that was funny?
2: Yeah. The same kind yeah. of people.
4: unbelievable. Can, can I put my hand up here?
2: Yeah, go ahead, Go ahead, uh, Charlie. It's good to hear something.
4: All right. So, so Jim, uh, Mr. Neighbors, what did you say you think um, if they investigated Congress? What percent do you think that they'd be all found criminals? No,
3: I, I, a minimum of 75%. We'd be left with an interim
4: government until we had elections. Well, well I, I think that is a complete error, and I think there's also some contempt and disrespect. Um, I would put it at least at
0: 85%.
4: <laughs>
0: and so yeah, as far the, as
4: contempt, you... the contempt comes for the 85%, the 15 the 15% that are doing their job right. You're showing contempt for them. But you know, the problem with congressmen, it's the 85% that make the 15% look bad.
3: Well, it's the 85% that make the 15% ineffective because they can't get anything done that makes sense.
4: Yeah, well, that's like a joke about attorneys. The problem with attorneys is the 90% that make the 10% look bad. And an attorney friend, I told him that, and he goes, no. It's the ninety-nine percent that make the one percent look bad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely have more than ample, more than an ample number of attorneys in this country.
4: Yeah, and then if you mix them and make them into congressmen, then we got a real mess. Um, The um, I wanted to talk a little bit about California. There are an awful lot of Bernie fans in California. And some said that if they uh keep playing with the the uh delegates the way they have, they're gonna go Trump and I'm like, huh, what? And surprisingly like in Santa Cruz I got a friend named L. She
0: uh
4: <clears throat> I asked her, I said, Look, I haven't seen a single Clinton bumper sticker, I've seen several Bernie stickers. Well how about Santa Cruz? Now if you know about Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz is this um oh it's the last outpost of the 60s, okay? Think um, of hippies and liberals and the university. be real conservative until the university came in, and it's just so it, it's just chronically liberal. The Ron, my friend always was telling me that the um, Ron Paulers, that she knew, were going for Bernie. Um, on the other hand, you get got another element, too, why uh, Trump might squeak by California. It's a huge... Uh, Voting block Forever Have never really voted at all And people getting active That are coming out of the woodwork Finally believing that their vote would actually matter So you know It's going to be a real interesting thing And do do you think That the um, So you, you don't think the Justice Department Well Let me ask you a question Do you think if the Justice Department indicted Hillary Clinton Would you be happy
3: Oh, well, I'd be ecstatic. You know, if they convicted her, I'm throwing a giant party. You know? <laughs>
4: well, actually, I, I, I would not be happy if the Justice Department indicted. I would be happy if the grand jury indicted Hillary or issued a presentment. And what I've done since while well, I've written a book on the grand jury, um, what I've discovered and watched these numerous elections, even after I wrote my book, once a person gets indicted, by a grand jury or a grand jury issues of information or presentment. Once they do that and it becomes public, when they're running for office, they're done. There's about a 90% plus chance that they will not get the office they're uh, running for. Um, Kentucky governor got indicted, but their state constitution wouldn't allow that, um, so it didn't stick. But then, and he survived, the impeachment didn't really happen in Kentucky, was years ago. But what happened was, when he ran for election, done. He couldn't do it. In my my county, the district attorney got indicted by the grand jury. He was at 66% to get reelected, and it came out in the paper. Election time came around. It completely flip-flopped on him. So even if we just get an indictment or a presentment by a grand jury, that is enough. She doesn't have to be convicted politically. It's over.
3: Well, I hope so. I mean, I really uh, – whatever it takes to keep her from getting into the White House. I mean, first off, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. she she has her own issues. But then she doesn't just bring herself. She brings her husband who has, oh, been yeah. to, who has been to Orgy Island no less than a dozen times where the guy that owns it is convicted of lewd molestation of minors. Yep. So Bill Clinton's okay. hanging out with child molesters on Orgy Island, and this guy wants to get back in the White House. I mean, wow, wow, wow. I can't believe that the Democrats who are always going on about you know the war, Republican war on women when they've got the biggest womanizer in the entire country that's going to get back in the White House, and they're all for this? I mean, how deep does their hypocrisy run?
0: Hmm. You were married do, you know, do,
4: do, do you know Hillary, Bill Clinton, actually, do you know Bill Clinton got censored by the uh, um, Congress for the uh, Monica Lewinsky thing? As uh, The censor by Congress was that he had to hire, as an intern, Elena Bobbitt,
0: Oh, God.
2: <laughs> 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 oh. Is it after dark yet? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rob, to go back a, Yeah, it's not Bart's logic after dark yet, but let's go ahead well. and, uh, you know, some time ago I was at a Trump rally when uh, Trump was in Ohio, and uh, I interviewed a uh, gentleman who, it was his first time voting. And you don't want to play this clip because I think it, uh, you know, talks true what, uh, to one of the things that uh, you were bringing up. Uh, and so, and the James that you were bringing up. And so I'm going to play that because I, I don't think he had the opportunity to uh, to hear those. And so here's, uh, here is that audio of a guy who's a first time voter, uh, never voted uh, ever before in his life. Um, and so, you uh, know, it's, it's a longer clip, uh, but, uh, well, did I have two of these? I thought maybe I might even had two of these clips, uh, first-time voter. Let's see if uh, uh, this one is it. Go ahead. I was at uh, FreedomWorks, uh, as I said, rally yesterday. Uh, they did a straw poll where 88% of the people there picked Cruz. Okay. Now, a lot of folks were there because Glenn Beck was there. Mm-hmm. Glenn Beck is a uh, you know he's already you know as you know he's endorsed uh Cruz. Uh, but you know, so I'm there, I'm there, you know, yesterday I'm here today Trump rally. I want to get uh people's perspective because we know when I play. I mean, Super Tuesday already be over, but we will be moving forward the uh, election. So tell me uh why Donald Trump? Why why is Donald Trump your pick? Why
1: Donald Trump because he's not a, a career politician. Mhm. This is the first time I've ever actually got out to vote or Mm -hmm. come to a rally. Wow. And and just tired of politics as usual. Mm -hmm. And we need need someone that is not politics as usual in the White House representatives. And send a message to to, to the politicians up there. We're tired of politics as usual and the, the, the destruction of our country. See, you know, I'm, I'm an iron a welder, of trade. Okay. And, you know, the, the, the steel industry is crumbling. All of our industries is crumbling. And it's because of the politicians selling out America.
2: Okay, yeah, because people saying, you know what, last 40 years, well, what, have they, what have they done?
1: The bad trade deals. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: the,
1: the worst trade deal, in my opinion, was NAFTA. Mm-hmm. NAFTA was it, it was the worst trade deal that was ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, after NAFTA, all all the businesses left this country, and here we are. What what do we got left? Not much.
2: Now, now you're here for Trump, and it, it, it's. I think it's likely if, if he's not going to win it outright. I I think it's likely unless there's chicanery, there's things doing with the RNC. They they could do it. It'd be stupid for them to do it, but they could. Okay, keep him from getting the nomination, which I, I think that, if they do that Hillary Clinton in my opinion is going to be the next president oh, yeah. and I don't think anybody here wants to see that no, no. I mean I, I'm moving to Ireland if she becomes president no. but um, but let's say something happens I don't know how maybe because there's I mean you know everyone here knows that there's a huge movement against Trump everybody everybody okay you don't really what I mean almost everybody seems to be against this guy you know other than the supporters so let's say they win let's I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but well, let's say they win, and let's say somebody else, because you convention, let's say Cruz gets the nomination. You're here for Trump. You're a Trump supporter. Would you would you vote for uh, for Cruz? No, no. Why not? not.
1: Uh, just for the fact that uh, we're not going we're not going to let this establishment push their candidate on us. Okay, we'll walk away from it. Yeah, just walk away from here. Would
2: you vote for a third party?
1: Uh depending on that.
2: Okay. Well, one, uh, one of the part when we, we, We've interviewed people from... You know, on the show, you, you get, go to the website, you'll see a list of the different people we, we've, uh, we've interviewed. We've interviewed from the Libertarian Party, from the Green Party, from the Constitution Party. Of course, you know, I haven't interviewed many Democrats. A couple. Um, James Trafkant, he used to be uh, a Democrat congressman. We've, we've interviewed him. Um, and so, so you would just you just step out of the system, period. Just period. Wow. And do, do you think a lot of people... Who were who are coming to vote just for Trump came to ju- first time, as you said, voting because of Trump. You think they would do that?
1: I believe that, the, that the, the people that Trump has drawn into the Republican Party will step out of the Republican Party just as fast. Okay.
2: Very good point. And I think that's a point that I think, you know, the Republican Party, I think that's a point the Republican Party should. Uh, so, it sounds like trade is your is your biggest issue mm-hmm. that that they cover. Is there any other issues? Let's say, for instance, you know about immigration. Thing is it, it should have but a hot topic. Yeah. What what's your thoughts on
0: that?
1: I mean, something needs to be done about it. Um, I don't I don't per se believe that there's going to be a wall built,
0: or even that there needs to
1: be. The immigration does need to be handled.
2: Well, well, one of the big things <laughs> in Trump's campaign is I'm going to build a wall. You think that's not true?
1: I'm gonna say it's not true. I'd say he would like to, but whether or not that will actually come to be, you know. Right, because he is
2: gonna to have to fight. And see, when he says, what well, it's negotiable," people saying, "Well, now see, he's backtracking. He's backtracking. He's starting to understand the political system." I'm sorry. Everything's negotiable.
1: Everything's negotiable. I mean. So you
2: don't see that as a bad point? Him saying everything's negotiable. No,
1: I mean, he's he's the president. He's not a dictator. Okay. Whether or not he wants you, you want to build a wall, you're still gonna to have to have the support. Congress and, and the Senate. You can't just say I'm gonna build a wall. This mm-hmm. don't work out. I mean, that's that's the politics. You
0: know. sure.
1: Trump can't just say I'm gonna build a wall. You know, there's a wall it
2: It so, just depends what the other people do.
1: Right. You got to get Congress to, to stand with you and the rest of everybody. But
2: there doesn't need to be something done on immigration. It's a, it's a
0: huge problem.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So you're not, um, you know, never voted before. You're not even. Are you? Are you a registered Republican? Yes. Did you recently register? I guess for for so you can vote in the primary. Yes. Okay. Actually, my my cousin's here, or my nephew. He uh, this is gonna be his first election. He's he's going he still has to register. You gotta register. But uh, <laughs> so he can they so can vote, um, and so. Now that you're in, the, in this, you know, politics, you're, you're following things of that nature. Let's say you know, Trump wins, what have you. Do you see yourself voting in other elections now? Because now you're in, you know, you, you've done it, you've, you've been there, you've got this experience. Well, yeah. Is it something you'd want to do again?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you mind yeah. if I ask you how old you are?
1: Uh, 40.
2: You're 40? Yeah. So you're 40 and you're just now starting to get into politics. Yeah. So you know, I think that's. Go ahead. There's no sense. I mean,
1: there's never been a candidate that represented that, that was a not career politician career politicians will say anything and do anything on both sides of the
2: party. Yeah, and that's one thing I think that attracts a lot of people to to Donald Trump is that. Um, So is there anything particular, as I said, I'll be playing this on uh, Wednesday evening uh, tonight, is there any particular issue, any topic, you know, regarding, you know, what you've seen during this election that you haven't heard people talk about or something you want to emphasize, you know, about what you've seen with this election? Not
0: particularly.
1: particularly, uh, I think that the biggest thing with, with the Donald Trump is the more the establishment keeps on trying to, to tell people not to vote for Donald Trump, the more we're going to do. Uh, people are tired of being told who who they can pick and who they cannot pick, who's electable and who's not. We're going to make it for our
2: minds. Well, great. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And sorry, it was uh, kind of difficult to hear, uh, the gentleman. You got you get the gist of it. Um, and I did get a hold of one of the admins uh, for the Trump party. So I'm hoping maybe they can uh, banish uh, the, that, that guy. Can you call him the gentleman? Uh, that guy, I can't even know if I can call him that from the group. But anyway, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, you had to uh, kind of strain maybe to hear. But, I mean, he was a big guy, too. He just had a really – he was real soft-spoken. If you would have seen the guy uh, – You know, a person, you would you wouldn't have thought that. Uh, So, uh, but let's go ahead and uh, bring up to you, James, about the conversation. Go
3: ahead. he brought up some interesting points. Uh, You know, one that's been talked about a little bit less than what it was, and that's if you know, if Trump didn't get the nomination, uh, would he run third party? Of course, he said he he already said that he would. Uh, And you know, if it were if it were you know basically stolen from him. Um, but I think the Republican Party has kind of seen the light. They understand that if, you know, he's got the delegates and they deny him, it, it will destroy the GOP. They'll go the way of the Whigs, which is where the GOP came from. And and there will be no more Republican Party, because Donald Trump hasn't just gotten the delegates. He's actually gotten more voters GOP voters than any other candidate in history. So it's not that he's just one. It's not that he's just got the delegates. It's that you know, we're not talking about the Democrats that crossed the aisle that voted for. We're talking only about Republicans. He's had more Republicans vote for him and probably a lot of first time voters like that man there than any other GOP candidate in history. Now, if they want to keep the GOP, I guess they're just going to have to swallow hard and and take their lumps with having Trump as president for a while, because that's the only way they're going to keep their party. Now, there may be a faction of of the GOP split off and do something, you know, the Never Trump group. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that pans out. Uh, they they seem pretty set on on. on um, well, I don't know. They're they're an obnoxious lot. I haven't really seen exactly. I don't know. I don't know what their end game is, or even if they've thought that far ahead. Uh, you know, if Trump's elected, as never Trump as they want to be, well, there he there he's going to be. Um, but uh, the other thing, though, is he brought up is the, the 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 idea of. A third party candidacy, and, and just hypothetically, if they if, if, say the convention oh, came Park along,
2: is actually talking a lot about it. Go ahead.
3: Well, yeah, if, uh, if, uh, well, and then I, I guess there's been some other person come up as a third party candidate here in the last couple of days. Um, but if Trump were to run as a third party and Cruz were to run as the GOP one, it's the fractured GOP, but. The one thing that that Trump has that, that Cruz just he just simply doesn't have, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's just how it is. Is Trump does, has a, a lot more across the board appeal. As much as people want to tout the negative polls about him, the fact of the matter is is that uh, you know there's people who will vote for him i ain't say it but just cuz they liked his show and they don't care what party they're in they're going to vote for him cuz you know whatever they thought he was they thought he was cool in a show i mean it's just the way it is but but then you've got the people that actually give it give it a thought and you know democrats like to make a living too and a lot of people like to paint all democrats like they're these horrible commies that just want to live off the state dole and they're not. <laughs> they really aren't. Most of them, you know, they they believe in their party and they believe their party's betrayed them. Doesn't that sound familiar? And mm-hmm. you know, and, and 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 Donald Trump having been flip flopping about in the you know, in the in the Democrat Party, then he's a Republican, then he's a Democrat, then he's a Republican whatever you know he changed it because that's the way it was good for business i i really believe that's why he did that um i don't think donald trump is really he's not a republican he's not a democrat donald trump's an american and i think that's why he has across the uh, aisle appeal De- some democrats really like him a lot of republicans really like him because he represents entrepreneurship and free market capitalism and i think that's the biggest draw is, you know, come on, we're looking at a guy who really, he, he kind of represents the American dream of capitalism, and hey, capitalism made America great. We were kicking butt and taking names. If it said Made in America on it, it meant it was the best you could get anywhere. And that's what people, I think that's what people see in him. And it doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. I think that's what the appeal with Trump is, is he represents the American dream. And, man, that was one cool dream, and I'd like to have it back.
2: Well, yeah, certainly. uh, You know, and that's uh, part of it, make America great again. I know Hillary has talked about, oh, well, you know, it's not about making America great. It's about bringing America together, or something like that. Of course, we, you know, we haven't been divisive. Uh, and was not uh, Obama supposed to bring the country together?
3: I think that was the—that uh, was at least what they told us. You know, but hope and change turned into hoping we can change. We can survive long enough to change presidents. Yeah. I mean, my go- my gosh! You know, I can't believe. That anybody, I mean, you look at the state of this nation, and I actually had a classic Obama zombie come onto the Overpasses for America page on Facebook. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But, uh, I, hadn't seen, I hadn't seen one in a while. I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh. This guy's saying he, Obama's the greatest president ever and, and <clears> tossing <throat> out these bogus stats on, and, on the economy and the deficit, and I'm like, Wow. There's still some Kool Aid chugging fools out there, and wow, (laughs) it's just. And then she promises that she is going to continue what he has done. I mean, wow, as if things aren't bad enough as it is. If you were to count unemployment like it should be, like if you counted it like they did in the 1920s we would be in a recession, or a depression, rather. Not quite the level of the 1929, but that's because we have things like welfare and public housing and whatnot that have kind of floated things a little bit and kept people from being homeless. So, But by the numbers, we're not in good shape, and we do not need a continuation of that policy because it's driven this country into a hole. And it's going to take a little digging to get out of it.
4: Hey, uh, throw some thoughts out. You know that you called him an Obama zombie.
2: That's kind of got a nice ring. You used to call that about Romney, right? Do you remember the Romney zombies? Zombie zombies. (laughs) Obama Obama zombie.
3: (laughs) Honestly, I've got I've got names for all of them because I have to deal with the worst of everybody. I mean, when your page gets sometimes, you know, eleven point two million people could possibly come say something on your page. You get everybody, you know. You got Paul bots, which are which are which are the Ron Paul zealots. We all know them, you know. And then there's and the, we love yeah,
4: them. Right?
3: <laughs> yeah hey, not all of them. Some of them are very strange
4: people. <laughs> Well, you're you're talking to a Paul bot.
3: (laughs) Oh no, there's nothing wrong with liking Ron Paul. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about the the fringe elements that even you shy away from.
0: (laughs) Ooh, that was a good one. Good comeback. (laughs) Wow.
4: Um, Well, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about. Well, you know, you said you had a a, a Obama zombie. Um, You know, you know what? You're God bless you. Your free opinion. Your right to. I'd be an activist and everything else, you want to be a far left-wing, socialist, progressive Democrat. That's fine with me. Just don't vote. All right, Um, but um, over to Trump, there's going to be a – a buddy pointed this out to me about their spy network that they have turned on the American people. And Trump gets elected, hopefully. He will turn their whole system on them, back on them. And you were talking about 75% Congress going to jail, you know not just that, but you get people in the Pentagon, you get Congress, you get all over the place. You, this system, I mean, it'll track people's bank account to even probably Switzerland or electronic or what have you. So he could actually clean house, and so that's just one level of. But who, you know, first thing he's going to do, cabinet, of course you're gone, my people come in, turns over to the military. All right, all those people that. Uh, Generals that got out because you're, you're frustrated and disgusted, why don't you come back in because we need you? And by the way, um, all you underranked people that got booted up because you love socialism and Obama put you there, you're fired. Then you go over to the Pentagon, you do the same thing. you're fired. and there was somebody in Alex Jones he was working for the Pentagon. There was a number of liberty folks that they just got out of the Pentagon because you know Obama and all pressure and all the other stuff they saw they, they're just getting out. So boom, you got the Pentagon changeover, you got FBI changeover. You're going to have um, well, some I've heard it said that 25% of the federal government is going to uh, quit when he becomes a president. Well, if that's the case, if I was Trump, I'd say <laughs> good because you were going to get fired anyway, and I'm still going to
0: do some firing. And by
4: the way, you people uh, who were actually love the liberty in this country, and, and you were you left or got fired, come back. The nation needs you. I mean, just a whole. Paradigm of, of going from these these, these, uh, the ill boo boo socialists back into people that want to make America great again. What I mean, it's not just because of one man, yes, it is, but in the bigger part, all these people that can get back in the government with their expertise can help America. I mean, this would just be absolutely stunning and amazing. I mean, it's not just Trump, it's everything, and he knows how to delegate. That's one of the best things about him. Well, that's
3: absolutely how he's as successful as he is. He knows how to identify talent, and he knows what they, he, could, he, he, he obviously has a keen sense of telling what a person is best at and setting them to that task. I, I, I really I, The part I would look forward to really mostly well, besides watching truckloads of bus uh, loads and train loads and of illegal aliens being deported. That I really want to watch. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. If I find out there's a schedule like at 10 a.m. every day, they go by on the highway, near, I'm going to go out with a lawn chair, and I'm going to watch, and I'm going to wave. I'm not kidding you. I'll take pictures. Bet me. I'm telling you, if I see it, I'm so going to be on it. Bye-bye. Hasta la vista.
4: Well, could could could, could you imagine the government agents who so are still sticking with their job, and they're so frustrated because they've got their hands tied, they want to do the right thing, and all of a sudden, changing of the guard, and they're like, "Woohoo! I'm so glad. I am so glad. You know, And, and they're going to know who to get back in place and who else to get back in place. I mean, could you imagine the joy you'd have going from Obama to Trump if you really want to make America great? Gosh, I mean, well, I know a bunch of government workers. I'm a civil engineer. Know, I interface with a bunch of them. Trump
3: says that if he's elected, that he will investigate and indict Hillary if she's guilty of something, right? That's what he said it several times, several times. And let's say he actually pulls it off, all right? I mean, just no, that would be great. Imagine the the know, I'm trying to the ripple effect that that would have. First off, I do think that if they indicted her and had her hard on the goods, which they do. But if they were to actually do it in the way that they ought to be doing it, I honestly believe that she would beg for immunity and would roll on Obama and, and Valerie Jarrett and spill the beans. I really do. I don't think she's, she's in it for Hillary, period. Whatever's best for Hillary is what Hillary is going to do. It doesn't matter what, how it affects anybody else. It's whatever is best for Hillary. If Hillary's looking at doing a hard time, but all she has to do is rat out Obama, what do you suppose
4: she's going to do? You know, she said this thing. At this point, what difference does it make? Remember her saying that in contempt? I'd love I'd love to hear her say that from jail. <laughs> no. I,
3: I would want to go on a tour. I'd like, I'd like to go on a tour of the prison. Why? I, always, I only really want to go by one cell, and that's Hillary Clinton. And they're like, really? Why is that? A, I just have to say something real quick. I promise I won't be rude about it. I won't cuss her out. Nothing like that. We'll make it real quick. And they're like, well, okay, sure. And they take me over there, and she walks up to the freaking bars or the door or whatever, and she she says, "What do you want?" And I said, what difference at this point does it make? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: Oh, you mean, know, I, if, I, if, if, if I was awarded to
4: jail,
1: I would I'd charge, charge hundred bucks.
4: Hundred bucks a head, man. You know, each person you go with one, two security guards because we don't want any. Just you know, the most you can say is, "What does it really make?" You
2: know.
0: <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. Well, that's a really well, like And in, that's what. And, prison,
2: well, and that's what. Yeah, and well, and that's what Hillary said about Benghazi, folks. and that was the question: of What they asked you? Do you think that uh, Benghazi is going to come back to be an albatross around her neck if these emails don't?
3: I think, if, well, we're going to find out in July, according to Trey Gowdy. Uh, honestly, I, I would like to say, yes, it should. Uh, Benghazi was not simply the death of, of four people that worked in the woefully undefended or under-defended. Uh, it wasn't even an embassy. It was a, um, was it a mission? But at any rate, a diplomatic mission. It wasn't even full embassy status. Um there's still $6 billion in State Department funds that have been unaccounted for during Hillary's, Hillary's tenure. $6 billion as well. What was stored at the Benghazi compound that was gone after the attack were among uh, the warehouse of weapons that they literally were taking out in truckfuls all night from, from dusk till dawn. And among those were 400 surface-to-air missiles. Okay. Then, so you've got $6 billion. You have an entire warehouse full of, of weaponry. It, it, she started ISIS. That was ISIS's seed fund to get rolling. If they, Once they dig into it, I believe that they will find that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton Engineered the creation of ISIS mm-hmm. And how many of our soldiers died because of them I mean, I don't know what, to, how, how much more treasonous you would have to get I really would like to see I'd like to see just Trump go, you know, full Monty on them And hit them both with high treason charges and what about, the, CL, lovely, what about
2: the CLT 6? We had uh, Michael Strange on, or Charles Strange on, uh, talking about that.
3: Well, exactly, Extortion 17. That's just, I've seen what happened there. It was, I mean, Joe Biden and Defense Secretary Leon Panetta identified who it was on national television, and then they were put in that helicopter, which wasn't even combat rated because it was from. The late sixties, it was a Vietnam War era helicopter, had none of the air defenses right. that the standard uh Chinooks that they took in did. None of it. It was and then the uh Taliban that went in with them were swapped out at the last minute. <coughs> it was it was just sick. It was so clearly an assassination of the only people that could identify or that could verify for certain that the that the assassination of Osama bin Laden really did happen. There's only one of them oh, left, and he's yeah he's towing the party line. But that's what I'm quite certain the orders were. This is what happened, yes, sir. And the rest of them, maybe he's not so much.
2: for his life.
3: Well, that too. Probably... <laughs> that too, but you know it was it you know th- that was the the coordinated assassination. Of our special forces, right directly from the White House. Yeah,
2: yeah and they got
3: away with it. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, oh my gosh. I mean, if he would have really, I mean, he says he wants Trey Gowdy for his attorney general. If he just really? told, yeah, yeah. If that's he that, told that's one of the
2: people on the short list, yeah.
3: Yeah, if he told Trey Gowdy, You have a free hand to do whatever you feel is necessary to bring justice to this nation and just walk away. You know, Mr. President Trump, don't you think he's being a bit harsh? It's like he's the legal expert. That's why he's the attorney general.
0: Wow.
4: (laughs) Hey, uh, real quickly, did you know that treason possibly carries the death sentence? Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, certainly.
3: Yes. I, I, I think I, the sentence. I, I, I think they should carry out the sentence on the steps of the Lincoln Monument. That way, it can be seen from Congress.
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of, I, kind of scare
0: them into it. Yeah,
4: hey, hopefully, hey. Trey, uh, Trey Galli has a document I wrote because the Obama administration has blocked petitions to grand juries. The person amendment write a petition also includes to a grand jury, and so. When you're trying to protect your political allies, what you do is, oh, you have to go through the attorney general's office. And, oh, no, oh, sorry, uh, we can't get that petition to the grand jury. In other words, they violated the First Amendment right of petition. Because if you don't have a grand jury indictment Fifth amendment, no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless under presentment or indictment by a grand jury. And so without, without an indictment or a presentment, you're not to be held to account. Alerts, you know, people like, "Oh, let's pick a congressman, oh yeah, Ted Kennedy. that's how they got away with uh, murder at Clinic. It's much mind blowing, so maybe Trey Gowdy would take petitions from the public, get it to the grand jury and and indictments or presentments would be flying left and right
3: do Do any of you ever wonder if in the last few decades of Rome, if there weren't similar conversations? You know about
0: yeah the there are a lot
3: of
2: people who on. uh yeah, there's a lot of people who um you know kind of make that uh, connection between Rome and uh, the United States.
3: I would like to think we could avoid their fate, that technology might actually give us enough of an out to where maybe we could survive the governmental chaos that is bound to ensue, you know. <laughs> I'd like to think that. Um You know, um are you familiar, uh uh Robert with uh Dave Bratt from Virginia? The one that beat
2: Cantor. Uh, Dave Bratt? Yeah. I am. Gosh, okay. the name sounds really familiar. <laughs>
3: well, he's he is like the he is he is an economist and a math like I think he's got like some sort of Well he's got some sort of degree In uh, in some sort of in, in math and anyway the guy Knows numbers very 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 well better than you know probably All of us combined and Unless you know you, you have a talent You haven't told me about
4: uh, <laughs>
3: um, well, But he has uh, He has tell
2: he'd be that, the math Person in this group
4: <laughs> well,
3: he, has, he, he has He has said that you know, On our <laughs> on the current on the the current course of spending and interest that the United States federal government is currently paying that in 10 years that the entire budget of the United States government will go towards nothing but welfare entitlements and paying the interest on the national debt, no military, No roads, no medical, no VA, no nothing except for welfare and interest on the debt. Now, I'm hoping, because Donald Trump is such a, you know, he's a bean counter, you know, and I'm hoping that he can look at the U.S. government from the eyes of a businessman, which I'm sure he'd probably do better than I could ever try and just eliminate entire departments that just quite simply, well, one, aren't within the venue of the Constitution of the United States government. We've got far too many agencies for the enumerated powers of the federal government. Most of the things, like like the Department of Education, the Department of Energy, the EPA, uh, the Bureau of Land Management, all of those departments should only be taken care of At the state level If you choose to even do it But they are not part of The enumerated powers of the federal government And I'm hoping That you know Between his business acumen And understanding The 10th amendment which he has really Shown In a lot of instances uh, Particularly the people out in Oregon And with the Bundy Situation you know he said the Bureau of Land Management is dead wrong and that most of this needs to be turned over to the states for management. Well, if that were the case, the Bundys would have not had a problem at all. There wouldn't have been a problem in Oregon. And so he understands that a lot of the stuff, or at least he seems to, should be delegated to the states. Well, if we can eliminate these entire agencies of the federal government, that's the biggest problem we have with our federal government is that it is so big that it doesn't even know what it's doing, and it's grown far beyond the scope of the Constitution, and it's grown far beyond the scope of its budget capabilities, and there's going to have to be cuts made. And I'd like to think that that'll be one of the things that he makes is, as, as, you know, eliminating entire uh, uh, agencies from the from the federal government. And he could say it has to be done simply for cost saving because we're $20 trillion in debt. And how could people say no?
2: Well, that's also something Gingrich was talking about is uh, either getting rid of or uh, revamping some of the, uh, you know, some of those as well, some of those departments.
3: Well, I think if we were to continue to have a Department of Education that it wouldn't necessarily have anything to do with uh telling the states what they need to do, what they, you know, as far as education, but they would be there to maybe be an auditing agency. They go and make sure that there's not, you know, waste or fraud or that the students' grades are you know, being manipulated, you know, or or whatever like that to keep the honesty there. Now, you know, that might be a use, but I really don't think that the cookie-cutter Department of Education style of education really works, because <clears throat> there are just quite simply different cultures within the United States, the borders of the United States of America. Not everybody learns the same way. Every, I mean, I guarantee you everybody that that that's that's on the show right now we all learn at least a slightly different way that fits ourselves. A cookie cutter solution to something is always bound to fail because people don't we don't fit into 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 uh, squares very well because most of us are kind of round so
0: you know <laughs> you now, know I don't I felt, know
2: if uh we just can't get
3: yeah, but, you know, so I'd like to think that, that he could he could do so and list it not only out of necessity, but out of constitutional integrity. You know, it shouldn't have been there to begin with. We need to save money, so let's just call it even. Get rid of it. Be done with it. We'll give them unemployment. Yada, yada, yada. They can get a new job because we're going to make America great again. Whatever. You know, <laughs>
2: Um, let's get go ahead, and then we're going to bring John in. Go ahead.
3: No, I'm just Robert. I just see a lot of upsides. I see a lot of upsides, and I like to. Be, I try I like to try to be optimistic where I can. And I know a lot of people don't trust Trump. And to be honest, I don't entirely trust him because he's running for public office. Nothing. Nothing personal, <laughs> right? I, you know. You know, nothing personal, but but there is a level of distrust. I hope he does an outstanding job. And for the the record, when Obama was first elected in 2008, even though I didn't vote for him, I genuinely hoped he would do an outstanding job. Because first and foremost, I'm not a Democrat or I'm not a Republican. I'm an American. And I always hope that our presidents do an outstanding job, because if they do, we all benefit. So, you know, we all should hope Donald Trump does better than our wildest dreams – Because if he does, well, we all benefit. So what's the good of hating on the guy? You should be hoping he's going to do a great job because it's going to do you good, too. So people need to lighten up. Wish him well. You may not like the guy, but wish him well because if he does well, you'll do well. We'll all do well. So I don't know. I just, Robert, I think people need to drop all this hate and just wish well. Start thinking positively. That'll be the best Donald thing to Trump. turn this country around than anything else. Everybody needs to think positively. There's you know, you can't wish hate on the guy because if he does a crappy job, you suffer for it. That's cutting off your nose to spite your face. And that's useless. And it's it's counterproductive. And I just wish people would stop. I really do.
2: We all well, need to me, stand together. I, We're you, all
3: Americans.
2: And you know, hopefully we'll have uh, you know, I know people are saying, oh, well, you know, people want Obama to fail. It's, no, we didn't want Obama to fail. We wanted the liberal policies to fail. And real quick, since we did talk about uh, you know, getting rid of or changing uh, departments, I'm just going to play this really short audio clip that I'm going to get John in uh, about Newt Gingrich uh, and on the I- EPA, which you know, everyone here knows I'm an environmentalist. Uh, but this is what Newt had to say about that.
6: Now, I believe, and by the way, about 75% of the American people believe that relying on science, technology, markets, and incentives is a better future with better solutions than relying on bureaucrats, trial lawyers, litigation, and regulation. It's a very fundamental question about can we do it better. I want to replace, not reform, EPA because EPA is made up of self-selected bureaucrats who are anti-American jobs, anti-American business, anti-state government, anti-local control and I don't think you can re-educate them. I think you should allow them to go home, get a college job, write their memoirs, what I did before the revolution, and just go on (laughs) with what we're doing. (laughs) I don't think that EPA bureaucrats who are dedicated to a Washington-centered, top-down bureaucratic control by litigation regulation are going to learn a new dance and a new approach and a new model. What we need is And by the way, this is doubly true because Obama wants to use EPA to control carbon so he can control all of the non-health economy to match his control over the health economy through Obamacare. And it's the two of them together that are such a fundamental threat to freedom in this country by centralizing power in Washington, D.C. Now, a new environmental solutions agency, I believe, would do a better job of protecting both the environment and the economy. The principles are straightforward. Localism, when possible. I believe local people who actually live there may have a higher value for their environment than a Washington bureaucrat who's never visited their town and may never have even been in their state. I believe that state governments can be very reliable partners and that there ought to be a cooperative attitude from Washington seeking to work with the states, not a dictatorial attitude seeking to tell the states the limits of some bureaucrat here based on paperwork.
3: Amen. I I I believe that that.
6: incentives, innovators, and entrepreneurs can solve environmental problems and improve the environment better than bureaucrats, regulators, and litigators. I believe the new Environmental Solutions Agency should see communities, states, and industries as partners, not adversaries, in solving problems with win-win approaches. The Environmental Solutions Agency should look for new science, new technologies, and new approaches to get more energy, more jobs, and a better environment simultaneously. As an American, I reject the idea that you have to choose one or the other. We have never done that in our history. We have always believed we can create a better future, and in my mind, a better future has a healthy environment and a healthy economy and healthy local control within a constitutional system of a limited federal government, and we Americans should be able to do that.
2: Uh, no, let's go ahead and bring it, John. And we'll get some comments, uh, of course, uh, from you, James, and then Kelly and Susan as well. Uh, thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
7: I'm doing fine, Robert. It's a great show so far. And um, I just wanted to share a perspective that you guys were talking earlier about the debt and stuff with our country. And I think many of you may even remember when Ben Carson was bringing up about the fiscal gap. If you Google the fiscal gap, you really see a better picture of how indebted we are because it includes a whole lot of other things that are off-book fuzzy math accounting stuff that our government does, and that puts it closer to about $212 trillion. That we are in the hole for And then when you figure in the fact that the Feds continue to do this Quantitative easing of about 80 to 85 billion dollars a month Or what not they're creating another Artificial bubble that if you Sold all the assets That has any value at all On the whole planet earth You wouldn't be able to pay it back So we really have dug ourselves In a really deep hole And um, to me Another part of what Is really good Now I think you guys will probably remember I've mentioned this on another show too Is that We the people There's no buy in with these people That get in our government It's like they all lie through their teeth They're all con artists Snake oil salesmen They get into office And then they disrespect the citizens They don't get the we the people buy in You know there's no advocacy for we the people So then you just stir up more emotion So now we've got this oligarchy Of King George you know, Napoleonite mentality of people that get into office, then they force these supposed rules, you know, it's like they call it the rule of law, which is actually the rule of man on we the people. And then when they send their henchmen, police officers and stuff out, like the British soldiers did from King George on the 13 colonies, and the we the people get upset and want to fight back, then they automatically deem we're the bad guys, and that's where we're at. And so with all this stuff weighing on we the people and we're sick and tired of not getting our will included, you know, reciprocally and mutually, enacted, codified, and ratified it into all law so that we all have equal footing and equal um, stake in the game, so to speak, then you're just asking for a revolutionary uprising. And as long as the people that keep getting elected Want to play that scam artist snake routine, and then disrespect the we the citizens? Then you're going to just have more people that get run roughshod over, and more of the middle class that are going to see their power and their money just you know evaporate, and then they're going they're going to have no other they're going their backs are going to be against the wall. They'll have no other recourse but to. And whatever, cheat, steal, and thieve Like the people that's going into Congress In order to make it on on this planet And so that's, that's a really sad situation And I just, I don't see anybody standing up For we the people being united Because united we stand, divided we fall There's no mutuality of agreement in law And nobody cares to advocate for each other I'm not going to run roughshod over you But I'm going to help you get elected, but then you're going to run roughshod over me and not include my will and act codified and ratified into law? That's not looking out for your fellow man. That's using your fellow man as a pawn. But anyway, that's just my two cents.
2: And that brings it over to you, James.
3: Well, he's absolutely right, and that's the way Congress and Our state elected officials have looked at us for, for, you know, really for far too long. Uh, You can tell, you know, especially if you get around any of them that have been there for a little while, they feel like they're something special, just to put it, you know, briefly. They feel like they're something special because they're Senator so-and-so or they're Representative so-and-so. Now, you know, maybe not the first time, you know, the first time or the second term, Person Maybe they aren't quite like that, but if you've met enough of them that have been around in the arena for a long time, it's clearly a good old boys system that they've set up for themselves, and they've just gotten better at hiding it than what they did, but now they've gotten so accustomed to being crooked that they don't care if we know, because well, we haven't done anything about it yet what makes why we haven't done anything to indicate to the people in DC outside of you know getting Trump nominated to the to the you know to the to be the nominee up until Trump came along the people really haven't done a lot in mass numbers to tell Washington DC that we're fed up Unfortunately, a lot of incumbents are going to be reelected, the same useless lops that didn't do anything in 2014 mm-hmm. are going to be back up there again. I'd like right. to think that, that that maybe Trump will be more motivating than what Obama was cuz I mean, I don't know. I would guess because of it's being Congress, they probably hear him a lot more than we do. And I don't know about you, but I can't even stand to listen to him talk for five minutes, let alone having to work up there around the guy. So, you know, but but you know, the fact—I mean, maybe maybe that's why Paul Ryan just gave him the omnibus bill. He was like, "Oh God, maybe if we just give it to him, he'll shut up." You know, I I don't know. I'd like to think it was. No, I hope not.
2: I'd be stronger than that.
3: (laughs) Well. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I can't think of any other reason why he would have done it. It's like maybe if we just give it to him, he'll shut up. And, oh, dang! We gave it to him, and he didn't shut up. You know, and 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 you know, because it's just the whole thing is just it's just gotten to be. It, it's almost like watching Benny Hill politics. It's so ridiculous up there. I mean, you know, the, the, these things that, that you know, like you know Nancy Pelosi's. Madness. I mean, that woman is clearly suffering from something because she is not of this earth. And 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 there's so many of them up there like that. You know uh, what? Uh, uh, the guy from Georgia that that thought Guam would tip over. Uh, Hank Johnson and
2: she Oh Jackson yeah, he Lee. said yeah. I remember that. I remember that. that was yeah, crazy.
3: and and how, we've got simpletons like this in D.C. And until people that actually have functioning brains can run and beat them, you know, it's going to be anybody's guess as to really what Congress does with Trump as president. Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, he's, the good thing about where he's at is he's set everything at some zero. All of his negotiating, for example, immigration Said everybody's getting deported. Anchor babies, the whole nine yards, right? That's pretty much his stance. Everybody. They're getting out. Might let you come back in a little quicker, but you got to leave. Everybody. Well, Trump's a negotiator. If you want to come away from a negotiation that you win at, you start at some zero. So he starts at everybody goes. Well, I would expect that at some point with the negotiations with Congress to get things rolling to where we can really get serious deportation going, there's going to be exceptions made. So everybody needs to get used to the idea. But the exceptions would be people like this one woman who was working, I believe it was for the Arizona, it may have been New Mexico, Highway Patrol as a trooper had been for, I think, 10 years, came up for a promotion where they had to do a deeper background check into her. She found out that she was an illegal alien, had Mm. no idea because her mother had provided her with fake documents and they passed muster up until that point. She resigned. She resigned. And it's a shame because first off, she thought she really was American and it turns out she's not at all. But people like that, I would be perfectly happy with letting them stay and giving them citizenship. She kind of got a raw deal, and and so that but that's going to happen to some point. But the thing is, is it's going to it's going to turn out better than it is now. We've got one. Did you know recent numbers? Just put this out story today on overpasses dot org. <clears throat> one point five million. Illegal aliens are coming across our border every
0: month.
2: Let me ask you a real minute. quick question. I've so got overpassesforamerican.com and overpasses.org. Uh, which is the go to place, or are they both the go to place uh, for overpasses? Either
3: or. Either or. I've got, uh, I mean, actually, it's overpassesforamerican.com, overpasses.org. Or O4A.org. They all redirect to com. Oh,
2: okay.
3: Yeah, I just it was just to cover all the bases. So you've got the long version, the medium version, and the short version. <laughs>
2: okay, got it.
3: And, uh, but, but, uh, you know, and that's the thing. A lot of, I, I, and Well, of course, we have forgotten completely to talk about tonight, Robert, the ensuing riots if Trump is actually elected. The Black Lives Matter Yeah, we definitely, yeah, we didn't talk anything about that. Well, and and it's interesting that they're already saying that they're going to do this ahead of time. So I'm hoping what will happen is he'll be sworn in and those people will be arrested in very short order.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Well, we know where all the illegals are.
3: Well, we absolutely know where they are because ni- uh, almost 90% of them are on welfare. We absolutely know where they are.
2: Yeah, I remember River there State. was a, a tax place that, you know, I'm, you know, I didn't have any concrete proof but uh, except for a conversation uh, with someone, so I can't really uh, mention the name. Um, but there was a tax group uh, that actually knew, were doing the taxes of people they knew, uh, where illegal immigrants knew they had uh, at least this is what the ladies, the way, what the lady stated is you know they knew they were illegal immigrants, they knew they had fake green cards, but were doing taxes for these folks anyway, where they were actually getting tax refunds
6: Oh
3: absolutely I think they, uh, last year there was one point five billion dollars paid out by the federal government in tax refunds to illegal aliens. But yet we have homeless veterans, and the VA is killing killing them off as fast as they can see them. I mean, my gosh, you know, everything is backwards right now. And it would be nice to see our country turned upright again because everything's upside down right now. You know, we let our own people, you know, rot, you know, and, and, and go homeless. And we help people that violated our laws. And it's like, I'm sorry things suck where they're at, but that's not my problem. And we can't help everybody. We just can't.
2: Oh, no, well, I know. A, a we even news, had a news report here where someone was talking about, you know, how these, you know, and I didn't watch it, but, you know, I knew what they're where, where they probably getting at. Like, oh, these people, you know, are coming from, you know, worst, uh, you know, or they're running away from poverty and then they're coming here to and they're talking about, you know, Poverty in, you know, my city, you know, or childhood poverty. And then they had a report about, you know, these kids who they come here, you know, or their families rather, you know, come here to escape extreme poverty. And then they come here and they're still in poverty or whatever. But uh, it's like, well, we can't take care of everybody, people. I mean, really. We just
3: don't have the number. It's logistically impossible, mathematically impossible. We just can't. We can help a certain amount of people. Honestly, legal immigration needs to be cut back because what is it, uh, oh, my gosh, what uh, 25% of all families in the United States right now are foreign-born? And and it's not that I have a problem with immigrants, don't get me wrong, but you have to do it sensibly. We let more people in the United States every year than all other nations in the world combined. I'd say we could probably turn the faucet down a little bit and nobody really can gripe about it.
2: Yeah, and, and one of the reasons why they're doing that is because the indigenous population here just aren't procreating anymore. We're, we're, you, know, well, we're, it, we're not, uh, you know, we're not, you know, we're not, we're we're not procreating at a um, at a replacement rate.
3: Well, you are actually right there. That's a that's a funny thing you bring up because I do think that that may be the core of why they're allowing all these illegals here because. Oh yeah, uh, a, a report that I read said what Americans are only having what is it one point three children for every couple for every two, and and it has to be at least a two point one minimum replacement rate, right? Two point one
2: replacement 2, 2, 1.
3: rate, right? And with, you know, it, with legal immigration, the one million they're bringing in a year, we we maintain, we we stay at a viable level. And so we really, I would almost say maybe we should rearrange where we let people immigrate from. Looks to me like a lot of people, if they were given an easier pass to get here, would want to get the heck out of Europe right about now. I mean, you know, uh, if I were living there, I'd be sure thinking about leaving if I could. Why do we have to always bring them from south of our border? I mean, it's not that I have any problem with it. My daughter's a quarter um, Mexican heritage, so it's, it's, that's not an issue. But why does it have to be so much from the Western Hemisphere, or not necessarily Western Hemisphere, but you know, you know, C- Central and South America? Why does it have to be so much from there? Um, we couldn't bring in more Europeans. We couldn't bring in you know, just to, I mean, good grief! I don't know, uh, where, wherever, wherever, you know. But uh, maybe even it out a little bit, maybe even it out so there's more more variety coming into the country. Because I know that there's, uh, well, just for example, the the refugees that Obama's importing over are something like ninety nine point something percent. Uh, Muslim, even though there's still a whole boatload of Christians over there that would like to come over here, why aren't we doing it in in in, in proportions? but they're not. and it's really it's uh, they're trying to overwhelm American culture with influences influences from outside cultures. That's really the end game of it right there is to destroy. American culture and create This globalist culture And that's what we're seeing happen in Europe Right now that's what we're seeing Happen mm-hmm. here And uh, and if anything If nothing else that Should be reason enough for anybody to Resist what's going on because They really are trying to destroy our Culture with this you know With these open borders And um, Certainly But you know it, We kind of got off track of where we were there, Robert. I I get off on 10. That's okay,
2: but I I know Kelly wants to chime in with some things. We only have about uh, not even 20 minutes left before I have to close things out, probably closer to uh, 15. So we'll have to actually uh, be getting ready uh, after uh, Kelly talks about it once with our closing comments. Uh, So let's go ahead and uh, and do that. Go ahead, uh, Kelly.
4: Well, there's about three things I want to discuss. First one – Mr. Neighbors, you're talking about the corruption of our government. What are the three branches of our government?
3: Uh, it would be the executive, the legislative, and the judicial.
4: Well, um, in order, in Article 1, 2, and 3, it would be the legislative, executive, judicial. As I've been accused of being a constitutional scholar. Now, now my scholarly studies tell me that the three branches of government are actually Larry, Moe, and Curley. Well,
3: it's the way they <laughs> appear now. <laughs> well, yeah, Although, yeah I think I think you do the studios An
4: injustice
0: <laughs> Oh, good Comeback What are the
4: two main parties, Laurel and Hardy Okay, anyway, so I want to jump over to Trump Here for a minute <laughs> Trump, okay You know if he's got a positive attitude, you pointed it out And it's refreshing to people And and I, I, as a civil engineer I've had many multi-millionaire clients One of the bragging about $14 million in real estate in California, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they all love to brag. It gets annoying. Anyway, um, there's two tricks. Well, actually, three. There's three things about a real estate person. Uh, number one, you got to set this up to be a win-win. That is absolutely win-win according to the Bible of real estate, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. you got to set this up to be a win-win. Number two, got to delegate and find good professional people. And Kiyosaki, again, pay your professionals well. The most expensive advice is free. Number three, creativity and problem solving. Creativity and problem solving. You want to do well in real estate, master those three things that I just mentioned. And he's got it. And why did he get it? Because he's been in real estate how many decades? So, you know, some people say, "Oh, he's rich, and real estate's really easy. Really easy. Why does every Why doesn't everybody do it? If marketing's so easy and MLMs are so easy, why doesn't everybody do it? You have to. You have. You got to have these three things. <laughs> you got to win-win, delegate, and find great professionals. And number three, creativity and problem solving. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. I've seen this. Some go into real estate and they totally blunder and fail. Um, some clients. Oh, well, the worst record I had. Um, I was advising him, and the guy never paid me a dime. But I was like, "Dude, you got to stop what you're doing and get a planner. Otherwise, oh, that's right, you lost 1.2 million. Sorry about that. You should have come to me before you ever even bought the property." A number of situations that people don't know what they're doing, and they almost lose everything. It is not easy to be successful, to be phenomenally successful. You've mastered these three things that Trump has, and that's why. He's so refreshing. That is why I just I, I'm so looking forward to him if he becomes president. Of course the Libertarian Gary Johnson and he got another governor who was basically let's see, the libertarians are actually gonna pull a lot from the Democrats, not the Republicans. Oh, they'll split the vote. Yes they will and they'll pull an awful lot of Democrats in.
0: Ooh, if if it,
4: it, in. Yeah, I I I'm I'm a registered libertarian. All right, number three. We had the glorious honor of And I got to introduce him. You were talking, to Jim, about local, you know, all the local. and run for election, something, anything. Um, so we had Richard Matt come, and he talked about his Supreme Court case where he appeared standing before the nine justices. And it was either 96 or 97, him and Sheriff Prince. And it was a landmark states' rights case, and it was so awesome. And, you know, he got me inspired. I signed up for CSPOA. County Sheriff's and Police Officers Association, you know, paid me 50 bucks, you yeah, know, okay. I got, I got to take him to the airport and we talked and, wow, states rights and local sheriff is that it's so much where it's at. And there's, you know, there's another or- organization called Oath Keepers as well. Um, so it's, you know, people are doing it. They're getting out there. Um, I don't know, what's your thoughts on some of the local things like, uh, local races, supervisors, and, and or commissioners. Some some states have commissioners, not supervisors. We have California county supervisors. Well, what's your thoughts on local races and local get behind the sheriff? Um, what, what's your thoughts on that?
3: Well, I think everybody really, if you're involved locally, it helps you build the foundation to understand what's going on on the state and then on the federal level. And plus, really, you know, people like your sheriff, for example, that's really kind of an important vote to know how that guy, you know, if he's been sheriff, how has he done? Has there been a lot of scandals? Have there, you know, this, that, and whatnot? Have have there been a lot of people getting pulled over just to be getting pulled over? That types of things, because that can affect you directly. You know, what's what's that sheriff's focus? So I would say everybody really, it pays Really to be more involved in your local Politics than even The federal because well eventually Those local people will go state And if you vetted them properly by, by, by making Sure they're good and you keep Good people elected locally When those local people go state Well at least you know when they left your area They were good to go Which is better than a lot of other people Can say So That's stay, stay vigilant locally
4: well said, because can weed out the corrupt schmucks that, you know, Rubio didn't do too well because people in Florida thought he was a schmuck. Um, so locally, you can vet, because they are, just as you say, long-term thinking. They're going to go up the chain of command, vetted by the locals. And that's what's – you nailed it. Less well, the, that's a, I'm involved in so many local things, I can't even – it's so frustrating. I can't help well, using One of the things she has. Yeah. I mean, I sorry Susan, but I've spent so much time getting ready for sheriff Sheriff Mac and um other stuff that's gonna drop everything what The guy did a very poor promotion, but we still had he, we still had like four hundred to six hundred people. He said, "Oh my gosh, not very much population in this county. I've got to big cities and I don't don't get a turnout like this. I had to help with promotion and other things. the guy was not doing very well who called him here, but um i just I dropped everything because. Of the icon that he is for states' rights and and if I can motivate people to hey let's look more at the sheriff because they can tell the feds get out of the county um, I mean this is something I 'm passionate about
3: well, you know, I had no idea sheriffs could do that honestly until recently when a one in California told the uh, Bureau of Land Management to kick rocks. They didn't have any authority in his county, and, and it was like you know I'd heard they could do that, but I never saw one do that. And what do you well, know? They it, they did.
4: Well, that, this is what Max doing. He's going all over the all over the country. I mean, we got at the hotel about I don't know ten o'clock. We had to get to the airport at four, which means what? We would get up at three thirty. It was ridiculous. I hardly got any sleep that night, and he you know he got a little more, but he was willing to sacrifice that much to get this message out. And that's from his Supreme Court case. And, well, let me tell you a couple of quick stories of the power of the sheriff. Because I've heard many of these stories. If you're looking, you'll find what you're seeking. Um, so, okay, we had a county, two counties over, Tehama County. Robert came up here, from in for county. I said, hey, what do you understand about states' rights and the sheriff, power of the sheriff? Let me tell you two stories. The rancher called me and a bunch of federal um, fishing game people are showing up and they're fencing off a repairing area on this rancher's land. So his cattle can't get any water. I go out there and I say to these federal agents, what are you doing? Oh, we got a judge's order right here. They shove it in his face. It's a repairing area, and uh, we're fencing it off. He looks at it, and he throws it on the ground. This is Sheriff Rob Heard, King County. He throws it on the ground, and he says, i tell you what, guys. Uh, I'll give you half an hour to get out of my county. This is at a, when he came out campaigning. He asked this question, told the story. He says, that half an hour, you get out of your county, out of this county, or I'll have you arrested. Ha, ha, you're just the county sheriff. Which was watching. and says, all right, first minute's gone by. you going to have to take the county road to the freeway. You, you, you're running out of time here. You better get on the phone and call your boss something. They called the boss, and he watched them on the cell phone. They quickly gathered what they could, and they left. <laughs> and they're gone And and their answers like, like uh, What do I do with all the fencing equipment Sheriff it, It's yours Another situation, similar: to IRS He goes out, shows up, what the hell are you doing You have half an hour, you left Idaho, other stories, Arizona, there's stories You look at these stories, they are Yeah, Posse Comitatus Act 1878, the sheriff Is the supreme law enforcement officer Of the county And he can deputize or undeputize I think it was in uh, Was it Josephine County? The sheriff said, "Look, federal agents. You mean Forest Service? uh, You know, firefighters? Whatever. uh, I'm revoking your power to arrest, and you're not carrying guns in this county anymore." What? Yeah, you have to check in. You know, FBI, uh, federal marshals. You need to check in with me before you do anything, because I am your boss in my county. And so it's it's very stunning, very powerful. When the sheriffs know their power, they exercise it, and when they don't, they get trampled on. And it is one of the greatest protections of the people within a county.
2: And speaking of getting trampled on, Kelly, uh, we're gonna have to be trampled uh, on uh, some time because uh, it is time to take uh, our final comments. And so let's go ahead and do that. So we'll go first. Uh, we'll go, and then if there's any more time after that, we'll. Uh, try to continue on. I do that. And then, of course, I'm working on uh, getting a financial guy, actually, uh, next week. We'll see if we'll be able to uh, get him on. Uh, but if not, uh, we'll keep on rolling. Uh, so we'll uh, first, we'll start with Susan, and then we'll go with you, John, and then Kelly, and then we'll uh, let you clean up with any last comments, give us some links, things of that nature, uh, maybe some upcoming events for the Overpasses for America. And uh, we'll leave that uh, to you Uh, James, and then we'll uh, go ahead and close things out from there. Go ahead, Susan, you go first. Susan, we have you on the line? Yes. There you Um, are.
0: I
5: I just lost the thing I was going to read to you guys, and so if you can skip over me so I can find it.
0: Sure,
2: go ahead. We'll go to the John and then back to you.
7: Yeah, well, I, and as far as closing, um, I do want to thank James for joining the show and sharing from his perspective and his knowledge and wisdom, as well as Kelly and Susan and Robert, everybody. I always enjoy listening to you guys. And as far as just to kind of go on what you were saying about the immigration issue, part of the Reason why I'm always preaching, you know, mutual assent and united we stand, divided we fall. Buy in from the American people, we the people, is because all these people that are making decisions about who they're letting coming into the country is It's not impacting their well-being and their quality of life, but the people that it does impact, they get no advocacy in our government in governing. Our country, so therefore they get they get to bear the burden of the cost. But the people in office who are making these decisions, they don't really lose anything off their back. And so that is another problem that people don't seem to talk about. And, and as long as I am comfortable and I turn a blind eye to those other people because I want to dismiss their comments as it doesn't apply, it's stupid, or it doesn't matter, they're Insignificant. Well, at some point, their misery gets my address and comes and visits me too, because we're all in this boat together. We either united, rowing the boat together in unity, or we're going in different directions and we're going to bring misery on all of us. So, but thank everybody for visit or for listening to the show. Tell all your friends and neighbors about it and give send them the link. And make sure they know how to keep in touch and help us make the world a better place, starting right here in the USA. I yield the floor. <laughs> Hello?
5: Anybody there? there I don't here. know what
7: happened. I'm still here.
5: I don't know what happened either. Well,
7: it's your Where turn, Rollers
5: Susan. Go. You got your thing.
4: Well, Susan, why don't you go ahead and do some closing thoughts, if
1: you're ready. Uh,
5: only 4% of Americans have a great deal of confidence in the U.S. Congress. Only 15% have a lot of confidence in the executive branch. Only 24% have a great deal of confidence in the Supreme Court. Uh, I'm surprised the numbers are not more than that. But anyway, and um, we actually don't have just three branches of government. We have 4 To correct. We, the people, are the fourth branch. And although that's not official, so to speak, that is us. We are the fourth branch of government. We exercise our power and we have the right to, and it's our duty to rise up against the government and bring them into compliance with the Constitution. So, this is where I'm in, like in disagreement with President Kelly. She said there were three branches, there's four. And to close it with a quick little sports note. Yay, the Golden State Warriors are going back. (laughs) I'm sorry, I got in. Oklahoma City, you stole our Sonic team, and State Warriors smashed your dream.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's it. All right, well, hey,
4: let's get some... uh, uh, Robert, Robert just texted me. He's having so I want to uh, go ahead and uh, let uh, have his uh, closing thoughts, and then uh, I'll kind of close down the show for Robert for because of whatever technical problems we're having. No, so, uh, okay, yeah.
3: Well, in closing, well, I'd like to thank everybody that, that called into the show. It was actually I, I like doing Robert's show. It just uh, I'd like to do it more. I just it's hard to do it on a, on a on a consistent basis. But I had a really good time tonight, and thank you, everybody. Um, I really hope that this election in November goes for America. Yeah, I really, I really hope that it does. Uh, it's time that, that we reclaim our identity as Americans. You know, we 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 have an identity, and we've kind of forgotten that. And I think it's time that that this this nation found it again. And I think we have that opportunity ahead of us with these elections. Uh, Twenty sixteen is probably the most important year in the United States since seventeen seventy six. Because if this nation for whatever reason chooses Hillary Clinton and chooses socialism, the the dream that that drove the founding fathers to march in the you know to, to you know to fight in the dead of winter and to sleep outdoors in blizzards, you know, trying, you know, just to stay warm by a fire, um, you know, fighting and dying and suffering. That dream will die if Hillary Clinton is elected. And I, and I don't care who you support other than her. Uh, if she is elected, America dies that day. And we as Americans must do everything in our power to make certain that that doesn't happen. And that includes voting and voting to make certain that she does not get into the White House if that's all you can do to vote if you're not for um, you know the presumed nominee donald Trump if you're not for him,